0: There's there's Man. and there's Wonka Man. but only Wonka Man makes your ears pop out their <laughs> sockets. Put your hand into your pocket, get yourself some Wonka Man podcasting. Come <laughs> now, I insist. You've never heard podcasts like this. No. Everybody.
1: You've, You've never, never heard podcasts like this. this. Real last day of school vibes today, guys. (laughs) This episode (laughs) is just
0: get ready. Going to be top to
1: bottom last day of school vibes. Um, it's stinky. You keep saying that it stinks, which is the worst way to give me a drink. Like Tim Robinson describing water.
2: Griffin ordered us. Wonka hot chocolate. Because Excuse me. They have
1: a security seal on them, like you know, they're fucking Fort Knox. Oh,
2: it does. It smells radio- like fruit. Oh God, it does. St-
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, I
0: didn't order. To be clear, I did not order hot chocolate. I ordered scrumdiddlyumptious strawberry hot
3: chocolate. Oh Ew! God. <laughs> God. As is tradition,
0: this was Ben's idea.
1: Uh, wait. In what way is this tradition? Well, because it's a Wonka Our first tie-in. Annual Wonka <laughs> man. <laughs> you you, you episode. can't just pronounce. Us being served. It's our first annual Wonkamann episode. Would this have not happened? Had we we're we're near-ish an iPod. I I I hop we're also
0: near-ish an iPod. I iPod guess podcast. probably. I guess if we count the if iPhone, the iPhone, which right. we shouldn't really.
1: go on. Uh, right. So sips. That's what we're drinking, right? An IHOP product here. Sure.
3: Oh, that is atrocious.
1: I cannot drink that. I could
3: not that's drink that. Absolutely no. the worst Wait, thing I've ever had track. in my it entire life. It tastes like uh what's the what's the rabbit cereal tricks? It tastes like it tastes like I tricks. can't Liquid say tricks. Solve tricks. I haven't eaten sugar sure, since so so I was like
1: 6 years old. Well yeah. because you're an adult now you're not allowed well, to legally. That's exactly right. i I go by Liam Neeson degrees of a course. Good scene in
0: Tattoo. Uh, look, unfortunately, we got this to go because our office is very near an IHOP, so Ben picks them up. We had this idea that a couple days so ago. Bad. Jesus
2: um, when, Actually, I'm kind of, I'm kind of vibing. Yeah, I think with it. it's
0: pretty okay, good.
1: Well, when you get I it... I think there's an obvious divide between the two of us on a lot of these <laughs> People like fun. <laughs> yes.
0: And then a couple of slugworths. <laughs> uh-huh. We got a couple of slugworths, a couple of orms here in the studio. When you order this in restaurants... There is a tremendous amount of whipped cream and a drizzle of chocolate sauce, and of course, what you called out when I sent you the picture, Marie. Come, come drizzle. No, that's the other. Drink. Oh, Okay, that's the uh, dreamy lemonade. Kind of oh. a wet dreamy lemonade. Oh my
1: god! Yeah, what I what I love from a lemonade is cum. That's definitely what I'm looking for. <laughs> it's cum loaded lemonade. <laughs> it's with a, a Peter a North
0: semen You steal a Weiger bit. Um. Right. But no, when you order in a restaurant, they put gold on top of it. Right,
1: gold flakes. And I'm gold sure it's flakes. real gold. Yeah. And definitely not yeah. like gold colored metal.
0: Gold member would approve. He would approve. Do you think he'd like this, though? I don't know. No. Of course, we're recording this on a Friday. Okay. This very Monday, I went with, uh, I was invited by a friend of the show, past and future guest, Matt Singer. Oh, yes. Who, of course, is on his ongoing Herculean trials. Of every time there is a movie tie-in, he's kind of
1: got a, uh, a talking the walk, you know. Uh, now, like he'll he'll turn the keys when necessary on yes. a theme menu because sometimes you'll see like Burger King be like, I don't know, this is a Spider Man burger, and it's like, well, well he did, he did that. eat that one, but like there's some times I've been he I, goes in for a real theme. I menu. told him like a year ago that I
0: wanted to join him on one of these.
1: Yes, I have also always wanted to do it.
0: I mean, You've threatened at least to, to make appearances, it. and yeah, you never exactly.
1: do. <laughs> well, I'm busy right now. Right. But we were, I'm trying
0: to remember, we definitely were going to do the Spider-Verse together because there was, it was one menu item, but there was one Burger King in Astoria where they rethemed the physical it space. It like
1: Spider-Man's lair. So he went and did that. Cool. Yeah. Let's
0: not go crazy. It's, no, it is cool. Marie is right. And then we were going to do Good Burger, but Good Burger was at Arby's,
1: Oh, come
0: And on. they seemingly just called their regular combo right. meal the good burger
1: that, meal. That, exactly. That's right. the thing where it's like, no, we're not We're not making articles over just them okay, but, naming something right. something. But if question, there needs to be jizz. Yeah. There needs to be something disgusting happening.
2: I'm not familiar with Arby's. Uh-huh. I know it oh, exists. Arby's they have the meats. I have never, they have the meats. I, I've never been. I know they have the meats. They
0: do, in fact, have the meats.
2: But... I always thought they were more of a roast. Beef correct. Yes. Correct. Correct. So good. The good burger tie-in it's does bad. not make it's, sense. It's to a me. bad
1: fit. Like they have a burger, but like Shake Shack. Five yeah. Why would guys, you go there for a burger? There are
0: right. many chains. Smash Burger, Fat Burger. Like any of these places would have been better for I think the Five, the Five Guys.
4: Would have
1: worked. Tie-in. It would have worked. Yeah. That has kind but of guess, good burger vibes as a chain. It train. does, but I guess Five Guys has such strict iconography. They've never done a title. They've what about, never like, done anything Carl's
2: like that. like, Carl's Jr., Hardy's but any perfect. of those, like, those regional... Aren't,
1: those aren't around here. We couldn't get... Well, that. not around Why here. Why do they need it to be around Because so Matt Singer can eat it.
2: So all of these companies are targeting Matt Singer kind specifically. Of? I okay. mean, at
0: this point, he has to be part of, like, the internal pitch deck. I don't know.
1: <laughs> It'd be great if he was. I don't. I don't know if they're thinking, like, what would a Brooklyn, like, film blogger... Could he eat all of this at once when they're devising these menus? But it would be funny if I sat
0: at the IHOP with him. He's writing the article in real time, updating it dish by dish. And uh, he just kept on turning going like, fuck, a lot of people are reading this. Like he was like watching it spike in real time.
1: It's always the biggest deal.
0: But I ate this entire menu on Monday and what I would describe as a Wonka cleanse. I did end up purging a lot of stuff out of my body. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Your sanity, for example. Yeah,
0: like with the Wonka menu, also a lot of other things
1: got zoomed. <laughs> right, <exhumed>. right. <laughs> it's like vinegar and baking soda or whatever. Yes. It's just kind of... Past trauma came out in the toilet. <laughs> but so I ate uh, all of
0: this. Um, and uh, Ben wanted to do some sort of chocolate uh, course... I for this episode, I'm, I'm not really
1: detecting it. a lot of chocolate. No, I'm no zero chocolate. Like the strawberry so the strong, strawberry hot chocolate. I, I know, but like,
2: I thought about getting like one of those fondue thing, or like, oh, a, like chocolate a chocolate fountain because like uh-huh. when I first thought of wet chocolate, I didn't think of a beverage. You thought of ordering a chocolate fountain for this episode? Yes, Griffin, I did. That's, I'm Marie, glad you didn't do it. And that. I didn't do it.
1: Good. Marie, we're so grateful to have you yes. as Thank part you. of the family. Well, again, there's a line here, sort of a diagonal line. I think, I you,
2: think. Guys would have, gonna, you guys oh, would have been on board with a chocolate fountain. Yes, yes, uh,
1: yes. I'm not. Yes, yes. It's not yes. my... Look, you I hate don't to like sound cho- like a Slugworth, although he is a chocolatier, so maybe that's not a perfect comparison. Yeah, but he's a craven chocolatier. That's true. <laughs> but I'm not a big sweets guy. I don't need a chocolate fountain. Slugworth. Slugworth.
3: Ben. I, you like sweet. I like, sweets like occasionally. sweet
1: occasionally.
3: I'm not like someone who is like a dessert guy. Ben, I will say, though,
0: yes, like times that you and I have made target runs together during Halloween season. Yeah. You're like, we have to move through this section really quickly. For sure. And I'm like, why? And you're like, I can't be around all the bags of fun size candy.
1: Well, fun size candy is is hard to resist. It's fun. He's not making a joke, though. Like you will yeah. get antsy like it's like. Yeah, you're like tweaking. I'm a
3: addictive personality. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, once yeah, I yeah, start yeah. eating Skittles, I can't stop. I, there's another right, right. substance God, like that. I can't you, remember. You've been a can of Pringles and all. You <laughs> can't. You can't do
4: it.
1: The don't get me right. started. Just don't get me started. And hasn't been able to stop. It's like ice nine. It just. Whew. Look, mm-hmm. I'm just not a chocolate fountain guy. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I It's fine. If Did you there boo one. when the fountain exploded at the end of Wonka? No, I was thoroughly charmed by Wonka at wanna, all times, and there was no booing
0: happening for me. Two big Warner Brothers Christmas time releases. I find it fascinating that every three. there's well, three there's the color purple. Well, I'm sorry, two that we're discussing today. Correct. Three period. Right. There have been all these sort of hand wringing pieces. I should mention also, by the way, this is blank check with Griffin and David. David. I'm, I'm Griffin. David. I'm David. A podcast filmographies. Directors of massive success. <laughs>
1: Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? This We're is not just doing kind of, that right this. This episode is just sort of.
2: This is a celebratory end of 2023. Correct. We are going out with a bang. Let's have fun with it. Yes.
1: Sort but, of episode. I, that's true. We're covering. Look, it was your idea. Yes. So introduce yourself.
2: Hi, my name is Marie Barty. Uh, I Hi, guess I have Marie. a different last name now. Barty, too. Party, party, Barty, Barty Salinas. Um, so I really did not. Should give we call a th-
0: you? I'm sorry. Should we call you Marie Barty Salinas, Party Salinas? No.
2: No.
1: Okay.
2: As I, I have to go on my own journey of like getting used to my new married
1: sure. name. Yeah, or you can use one name professionally and one name personally. A lot of people do I'm that. We have we people on this show who don't introduce the their real names.
2: No, I'm still Barty Party. Okay. Yeah, of course. Uh cool. Of course, chocolate fountain. Come on. Chocolate fountain. Ugh. Um so I uh I, I am on episodes that, you know, are new releases mm-hmm. generally large. Um, unless mm-hmm. we have like, you know, a particular expert, mm-hmm. which we did for The Boy and the Heron and our upcoming Ferrari episode I will True. not be on vroom, vroom. because we've got uh, we've got an expert. Mm-hmm.
1: To be clear, it's Bill Gaybury, it's not like Enzo Ferrari's Matt. son or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we tried to get Enzo, so we couldn't book him.
2: I, I think Bill goes one of our foremost Ferrari experts. Yeah. But um I was on the schedule for Aquaman 2, and I was like, guys, this sucks. I don't want to have to see this movie. I didn't see Aquaman 1. Right.
1: I docked your pay every time you complained about Aquaman, yeah.
2: obviously. I really didn't want to cover Aquaman. And then a strange thing happened. Mm. It seemed like the culture was feeling similarly.
4: Mm. Yeah. That we were Not kind a lot of it. Done at with Christmas.
2: superhero movies in the year 2023.
0: Right. Well, and just to, to jump in here for a second. We covered uh, BVS, Dawn of Justice, when that came out, which was early on in the podcast, because that was still a period of time where we were like, if there is a new release film that feels kind of blank checky, we're maybe we should stop. we Justice is dawning. You know, we should probably check it out. And in contrast to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which at that point was like fucking vibrating with energy, like post-Avengers, well, everyone's was also like, this works, this
1: works. Like, this this steady, works. successful thing that right. was made with obvious control around it. Right. And a sort of consistency was the key. Right. Whereas the DC films were made with the opposite of control. Well... No
0: consistency. Look, BVS was, this is wild. They're handing the whole thing over to Zack Snyder. Right. They're letting him build the entire universe in his image, which felt so auteurist. It
1: was that, but that then was, it was also to like, this is wild. Seems They're like They're yelling at Zack Snyder to make five Marvel movies into one Batman movie. Right. So we can essentially jumpstart our own
0: cinematic universe. All of that was interesting to us. And thus, the DC sort of ersatz miniseries began of us covering these sort of wild, unpredictable ups and downs of Zack Snyder's authorship at this series. And 10 years of them being like, are these movies still in the same universe or not? We we covered not
1: Man of Steel. We covered Batman versus Superman. We covered covered Suicide Suicide Squad. Squad, Justice Justice League. We covered Wonder Woman. We covered Wonder Woman. We covered Justice League, Uh although I think we were comatose for that episode. Sure. We covered Aquaman. Uh Uh-huh. We skipped Shazam. A mistake, in retrospect. Sure. But that
0: was the point in time where we were like, these movies seem to be breaking out of the Snyder thing, so we shouldn't cover this. Then you and I see Shazam, and months later are like, that was kind of one of the better. It's a great movie. Yeah.
1: Uh, we quote-unquote covered Birds of Prey, although neither of us are on that episode. No, that was an Ange episode. But that was, again, us being like, well, maybe someone else wants to get like, you know, we can sort of nod to it, but we're losing interest. The less it became like the the Snyder vision, the more we were like, do we just sort of soft end this? We uh, did cover Wonder Woman 1984. We did. A good film. Uh, we did not cover the Suicide Squad. No. A great film. It's really, I rewatched it recently. It's
0: so good. It's really fucking good.
1: Uh, we did not cover Black Adam or any subsequent power balances shifting or anything like that. We didn't cover any of the 15 Black Adam spinoffs or sequels that happened. Uh, we did not cover Shazam Fury of the Gods, but shout out Rachel. Mm-hmm. We did not cover The Flash because that was too cursed even for us sure. to consider. We did not cover Blue Beetle, which I watched yeah. in like eight parts because it was so boring, Griffin. The most fucking nothing movie. You're anti-Blue Beetle? I like George watched Lopez. It? I just watched okay. it. After my move, I was like, my brain can't handle anything. Sure. I'm watching Blue Beetle. Yeah. And like I'm just like, this
3: is so boring. What are his powers? That's what I was going to ask. What is the what, Beetle? I get that he has a suit and he's, it's sort of Iron man He's somewhere
0: between Iron Man and Green Lantern. But...
2: What? What are Green Lantern's powers? Green Lantern can conjure anything ring? from his
0: imagination. He can what? Con- he can make constructs out of anything in his imagination.
2: So a bit like Wonka. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's
1: just the whole movie. I'm just like, I don't even know what this guy can really do. Right. It's sort of an issue for a two-hour, fifteen-minute superhero, superhero movie. Like it's less
0: tech and more it's ancient sort magic. Of
1: ancient tech. So it and it's talking to him, but right. half. For almost all of that movie, it's like, you know, activating this. And he's like, what? And then, like, that's the whole movie.
0: Yeah. He never really, like, comes into his own. I think that movie is uh, uh, charming. I I would say I have gripes with it. I think Lopez is fucking he's, in the he's, paint. He's really good. It's insane how good he is in he's it. Really good. Did you he's find going to work.
1: what he's I going find? Because when he shows up, you're like, oh, George Lopez has a beard. I get He's it. playing the silly uncle. I'll land a couple there, jokes. It'll be 10 minutes of this. Right. And then it's like, no, George Lopez kind of co-lead for a yeah. lot of this and like really good. He's also so like... He's
2: like the Randall Park of... Uh...
1: Well, we're going to talk <laughs> about Randall Park and how six different times during my screening of Aquaman 2 I shouted he's
2: still alive I, can, yeah. I was sitting next to David I can attest. the biggest to
1: him. revelation of this movie of Aquaman 2 Randall Park unkillable
0: immortal man there are ten scenes in this movie where they cut away and you assume the outcome like, was either okay,
1: alright bye Randall He was well, finally. Ramp, he yes. was
0: finally murdered or he finally decided to walk and quit the job.
1: Every he falls scene- down a crevasse. He's <laughs> attacked by a tentacle. Right. Okay. He survives an explosion. Every and the scene-
2: time he's in sub-zero temperatures. Yeah. Black man
1: to holds a knife to his throat. He is shot with lasers. The whole time he's wearing a half zip. Yeah, he doesn't even put on a fucking scuba suit or anything. Am
0: I wrong though that every scene he has ends with either? Yeah, you're like, oh
3: Jesus! I'm or having a moral him lying awakening. awakening. Yeah,
0: uh-huh. yes. and then another scene, he's like, ah,
1: and I'm like, how is Randall Bark still in this
0: movie? Well, and also the start of the next scene when he reemerges alive is him being like, I'm starting to think what we're doing here might not be great. <laughs>
1: And you're like Randall, shit or get off the pot. <laughs> do you think, either die or quit? Do you think, <laughs> like, and cut? And then Randall Park goes over to James Wan, and it's like the Black Manta scenes where he's like. Hey man, I really can I go home? I don't want to be here anymore. I don't think Stephen Shin's that crucial to the. And plot. James Wan is James
0: like, Wan's here's here. the call sheet for tomorrow.
1: Yeah. yeah, Oh no, you can go. It's right
0: there through the razor door.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah.
0: You want to walk onto the set of The Flash? Does that seem like a healthier environment for you? It's right there. It's on the next soundstage. Oh my god. Would you rather be in the Flash? Oh my god.
1: Anyway, um, yeah, we did not cover Blue Beetle. I watched. It's just to me. I was just like ready for a gentleman six. Yeah, and I felt like I got a gentleman's four and a half five. A, I, yeah, I'd say it's like a five point five. But Lopez
0: is carrying a lot of that weight. I don't know if you found this watching it. I saw this movie in theaters with my little cousin, uh, Blue saw Beetle. Blue
2: Beetle in theaters. His little cousin he likes he to see. Really the wanted
0: to see it. Not only that. He insisted I buy him the Blue Beetle combo with the collectible Close popcorn blue. tin and cup. And I'm like, I hope you're using that a lot. I hope you're thinking about your favorite character, Blue Beetle, all the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he definitely
0: isn't. No. Um, blue Beetle, very cute. That kid's cute. He's, he's, a, good. he's a looker. He's yeah. a, a good looking little lad. Uh, I, I watched that movie and was like, this whole movie looks soft and smudgy to me. It looks like... Right. a, a like, a uh, 140p YouTube video still buffering? Uh-huh. Are they misprojecting this? Right, and then I right, watch right. the trailers and I'm like, this feels like some deliberate choice that that entire movie is, like, smudgy.
1: Yeah, that and guy on Hell Soto who did um Farm City Kings. I don't know, maybe that's, that's his the director. style. But then yeah. this is Ari
0: Aster's DP.
1: Uh On Blue Beetle? Yes. Um That movie huh.
0: weirdly has, yeah, like, Pablo. all of Ari Aster's key creative team. It has his... Composer, I think
1: maybe they shot it in like Bulgaria, and they just like you know brought everyone over from the Midsummer set or whatever. You like Blue Beetle? I think it's mid, but no, I didn't Lopez good. I'm sorry, you
0: dislike Blue Beetle. I meant
1: to. And so here now we have arrived at Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, which is officially the final film in this DC cinematic universe. There is nothing coming. No, it's over. Next year is nothing. Next year there will be no movies from dc
0: whatsoever uh yeah i can't remember if creature commandos the Ugh. tv show
1: it's not on the list so i guess no it's supposed to come out next year or the following year and like obviously next year there is joker folly adu but that's
2: not and we've got the in any penguin universes. series on max right. which And that's is not to- part of
1: when do they announce that that is part of whatever gun is doing i bet you that's happening that the Penguin series is part of it? The, 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 penguin... the, the, the Batman movies are part of it. He's, it, it's not. I thought
2: he already confirmed they weren't. Yeah,
1: but I think that's going to change.
2: I disagree with that strongly. Okay. All right. He's
0: already, they have fucking Andy Machete hired to make a different Batman movie that will
1: exist in the gun universe. It's just, someone is going to sit down and be like, no, like you cannot do that. I disagree. It's not allowed. I don't think it's going to happen. Then I think they will not make another Reeves movie. That'll get killed. I mean, it, look. We, I think that'll get killed. We'll, I think there's going to be like a, this This market has shrunk. We are not doing two Batmans. We are not doing two universes. That's just not that's happening. If that's the case, anymore. then I think the Reeves movie yes, sacrificed. It's probably yeah. more Really, at risk.
2: you think they'd sacrifice the Reeves movie yes. instead of sacrificing yes. the whole gun? Because gun yes.
0: can't build a universe Do where there's
2: no Batman. they still want to even build right. a universe at this point? It's after the
1: this only year. way to success. Yeah. As much as that sounds like some guy with no money being like, "No, no, no! You don't understand. Just one more cinematic universe yeah. is going to do the trick." It is like Gunn's whole thing has been like you've been hired to reignite people's interest in uh, cinematic universes. He can't, like Griffin said, he can't do it without a Batman. He can't. He, he can hold off on a Wonder Woman and an Aquaman, put them on ice. Yeah. bring in Green Lantern if you want. Yeah, you know he can need, use. They
2: need a new. Uh, they need another Green Lantern. Well, I mean, I'm watching They're this doing, fucking movie. Yeah. They do
1: the, you know, the opening eye dent with the, yeah. com- and Green Lantern's in there. And I'm like, they never even got to Green got Lantern. To, they, they never, never united the seven. Them. Cyborg.
4: Cyborg. Yeah, Cyborg's
3: around, sure. Cyborg's deal is he's a robot man. Yeah. Period. And, and I know, ben. Period. 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 <laughs> period.
2: Is this Will Smith?
0: <laughs> no, that's Deadshot. Oh yeah. Cyborg things. is Ray Fisher who oh, sued
3: right. Walter. Marie, He's how can one. you not remember? He's Cyborg. <laughs> He's
4: the one
2: that that uh oh, said God. that Joss was racist. Yes. Okay.
1: Sure. Yeah, that Joss was trying to lighten maybe his scenes like that was his allegation like that Joss Whedon was trying to lighten quote, his skin tone, essentially. Well, that, but also... The Although quote it's also of possible like, that Joss Whedon was like, I can't fucking see anything in these scenes because all
0: these movies the are The Snyder so dark. movie is very dark. <laughs> right. But also that, like, Joss Whedon was like, uh, the lead of this movie can't be, I, I quote, The Report. Quote Ray and, Fisher. An right. angry black man. Right, 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 right. Why is this movie about an angry black man?
1: Because he is kind of crucial to the Snyder cut. Co- he is. Have to, God. I, look, one look, reason we're doing this episode is to bid goodbye to yes. all of this. <laughs> we are a little. Like,
0: what insane art. Here's what I think is interesting to put as a counterpoint. And let's let's actually finish the loop before we get back into D.C. Marie, there's this ongoing debate just the way the schedule shook out. Right. It's mm. like, OK, Fincher's ending like end of November. Then we have a handful of new releases. Boy in the Heron, Ferrari, Maestro. Got to cover those. Right.
1: We got to cover those. No no point starting another miniseries in like Christmas well, Eve. We, like, yeah. we did
0: that with Henry Selleck where it was like yeah, we did yeah. two, we stopped, we came back, we did the other three. It did kind of fuck with momentum.
1: Yeah. And Babs is only four
0: movies who's our next miniseries.
2: Henry Selleck makes sense though because Nightmare Before Christmas we had yeah, that he like, was, Thanksgiving he time. Fit the,
4: it the kind of worked. Era. But it felt
0: like very rude to slot one Babs in, then go back to Ferrari, then go back to Babs or whatever it was. The whole schedule was tough. And so we had Aquaman just put down there and I kept on being like David is this movie not going to exist upon release is this worth devoting an episode to and your argument was a let's bid farewell to to do see you forever DC my, universe done sort
1: of right like that like it, it's our it's our way of bidding goodbye but also months of conversation that was truly
0: you saying and by the way, Griffin, open the pitches. Come up with any other fucking thing that right. fits in. Something's
1: got to go here. We got right. one week
0: where we don't know what to do. And the second best pitch was take two
1: weeks off. Yes. Which <laughs> <laughs> is not the worst pitch. <laughs> it was not. But that was the close second was we just the do two other weeks without thing episodes. I must emphasize is that I love James Wan's Aquaman. Mm-hmm. I was excited for this film. It, it's and kind of a banger episode for I us think that's one a fun that I think people episode of ours. go right. back right. to. Us being silly about Aquaman because look. Being silly about Zack Snyder movies can be harder. Yeah. They're so self-serious or whatever, but James Wan invites silliness. Sure.
2: Sorry, looking like 31 to 36 million for the opening four-day weekend.
1: Yeah, dude. It's... I mean, Warner Brothers, it's they're they're fucking zero mustel. And, you know, yeah. they're at the end of the producers like, yes, yes, yes. Nobody see it. Nobody see it.
0: There was the thing where Marvel's had an opening that everyone was like astonished by how how low how it, it was. And right. Like, but it'll leg it out. Well, and then two weekends later, I think Disney opens Wish over Thanksgiving and Wish's five day weekend was less than Marvel's three day weekend. But it'll leg it out. No. This similarly might end up with a five-day that's below Shazam's three-day.
1: Oh, that would be crazy.
0: Right. I think and
2: that'll happen.
0: Shazam's three-day is 30.
1: Okay, it'll probably beat that, but it's you never know. Though. Right? Like yeah, yeah,
0: 24 yeah. hours ago, the estimate was it will make 40, 40. for the five-day, which was bad. Now it's down to 32. It could end up below Shazam.
1: Yeah, uh, both this and Shazam were put out, I would say, with similar energy by their studio of like, I mean, go see it if you want to.
0: Shazam had a little bit more of, you guys like the last movie, right? This movie, it feels like they are fully embarrassed. This one's being embarrassed.
1: Oh, not even, they're just like, shh, shh. And like, Momoa is like seen... giving interviews where he's like, I don't think I'm going to no, do this again. I've
0: never seen a temple buried to this degree. I mean, the, the Momoa press tour is fucking fascinating because to have an actor go out to promote his movie and say like yeah it doesn't look good for a third Aquaman. I've enjoyed this but yeah it seems to be I don't know kind of seems like the end of the road although no one's spoken to me directly and to have that be like the messaging of every press appearance he makes and not have the story be, Momoa's fucking going wild, he's speaking out against Warner Brothers. It's like, no, he's actually saying what Warner Brothers probably wants him to say. And it's the most depressing funereal, I guess this is the premature death of my franchise. The first installment of which made a billion dollars is still, of all the Marvel movies we what, listed movies, from, I'm sorry, of all the DC movies listed since Man of On, which is a 10-year run, it is the... Highest grossing?
1: It is the highest grossing film from the DC Extended Universe, I believe. Maybe not domestic, but worldwide. World, yeah. uh, domestic Wonder Woman is the highest grossing. Okay. Uh, and worldwide, it's Aquaman. I do think, I personally will just say, I do think Shazam actually got kneecapped harder because it was released as James Gunn was literally like rolling out, like, this is over.
4: That's
1: true. And yeah. so, like, there was like a competing press tour, They're basically, also- like, overriding like a lot it. of
2: neg uh what's his name zach and levi. then was mr zach
1: levi of, decided to start you know, posting about vaccines or right. whatever like Th- that the that day of its release yeah. and then have online instagram meltdowns about like why won't you see my movie yeah. it's for families yeah. like or whatever he it's was literally doing. good and i'm not even <laughs> mad that that video is one of
0: the better films i've seen this year zach levi on his porch and he just keeps every five minutes going and it's so funny. I need to stop doing this because I'm late for dinner. <laughs> he keeps saying, "I literally am late for dinner," and I'm not mad that my movie bombed. I just want to say one last thing. And you just imagine cutting to his poor friends at dinner, being like, "Why do he start hanging out with this guy? <laughs> he does this every time. We've been here for an hour.
4: Uh, We're watching they're him watching live. On, right there, watching
1: his Instagram."
0: But I do <laughs> this. Th- it's more just kind of like, mm-hmm. well, here's. Here's, I think, a key difference. Mm-hmm. Flash, Shazam, Blue Beetle, all three in the press tour, they were doing this like, so is this character going to be part of the new James Gunn universe? And they're like, we'll see. It's about what the fans demand.
2: Right. Wait, quick question. They they
0: they kind
1: of were going throwing it to like, hey, if you guys love him, then Was I can Black bring him Adam over. Black Adam this
2: year or last, last year? year?
1: Last year. Last year. Black Adam yeah. did incredible business compared to this year's superhero
0: movies. And we should acknowledge it. We should. It it, it fucking trounced all the 23 movies. It didn't do amazing or anything, but, you know.
2: Dwayne the Rock Johnson was right. He was correct.
0: Black Adam bombs James Gunn is announced at the head, as the head, like, in the immediate wake of that. Correct. But, yes, bombs relative to... It, it didn't do very well, to be it, clear. It's, it's, it was the uh, quantum mania exactly. of the DC it universe. made about the canary same amount of money. Canary in the coal mine. Right. We didn't know how good not we actually black canary
1: had. from DC universe. Right. Right.
0: That's a different character. Right. Yeah. Um, But I I think uh, Shazam, Flash, and Blue Beetle, they kept on being like, well, we'll let the market dictate. Yes. There's a ton of space for this character to re-exist with this. And, like, I think Shazam was the one where they realized, oh, fuck. The fact that we've announced that none of this matters anymore it's, and that these is going to be a problem.
1: Right? right. Flash, they tried to will through it. It didn't work. No. Blue well, Beetle. Flash, they also made the mistake of being like, this is the best film ever made. Period. I saw it and I cried all of my bodily fluids and needed a water right. transfusion. Right. Like, they they, they overhyped it. It's like a classic studio no-no. Like, you, the executives should never do that. They yeah. did it. They did it. Um, didn't work.
0: I mean, the, the great New York Times article about Zazlav that came out a month or two ago that just talked about like he just kind of picked like is this the movie I can will into being a phenomenon? Right, because I need to have something on my
1: slate that like fucking dominates. Um, Blue Beetle Gun was essentially insisting like this character He's will be in my character. universe. Yes, and it was like, okay, buddy, like. Fine, like, but it obviously Blue Beetle has nothing right. to do with anything. Like, this
0: movie, so it's the exact opposite vibes of everyone just being like, "This is the end of the whole thing,"
1: which is weird because this movie has nothing to do with any anything. other DC stuff. So honestly, it doesn't really matter. Like, ben the only Marie, thing this has to do with is Aquaman. Do you
0: realize this movie was supposed to come out originally? Two years ago, a year and a half ago?
1: Yeah, 2022 was the original intended release.
0: This movie originally was filmed having Michael Keaton as Batman in it. Then when The Flash got pushed back and they thought this movie was going to come out before The Flash, yes. they reshot all of Michael Keaton's scenes with Ben Affleck ben as Batman. Ben Affleck. And now Batman is not in this movie, period.
1: Where would he even I, that's have That's my this? fucking question.
2: <laughs> he would have been at the UN at the end. Standing beside Aquaman. I'm
1: so proud to, he's vaping. So proud to announce Aquaman. (laughs) He doesn't even say when he's introduced, he's like, hi, I'm the king. He should say like, I'm in the Justice League. Have you heard of us? We had a movie. We
0: saved you. But this is why, they've been doing this selective, like what stuff's canon, what's not. Is Aquaman its own siloed universe or does it touch with these other things? (sighs) Oh boy. Anyway. We're debating whether or not to do this episode and Marie comes up with a once-in-a-lifetime pitch. One man. One man. Um,
2: I think it is very interesting that, Warner, as we said, Warner Brothers has these two movies. Mm-hmm. They're releasing them very close to each Wait, other. Color Purple as back.
0: well. All these fucking hand-wringing, uh, uh, you know, sort of industry analysis pieces that are like, theaters are bracing themselves for a bad Christmas season because no major movies are coming out and Warner Brothers is dropping three big movies against each other.
2: And then we also we have Timmy Chalamet, mm-hmm. who have we covered him before on this podcast?
0: We have covered Interstellar, true.
2: Okay, that doesn't count.
1: Uh, I think it does. We've never covered a Timmy vehicle, if that's what yeah. But right. we definitely ve- talk think- about how in Interstellar, he's Timmy's like, "Hey, Dad, how are you doing?" And then we cut to Casey Affleck. It's like, right. Dad,
4: I've grown up a
2: lot. A lot yeah. of corn. We haven't. <laughs> we so haven't. We corn. haven't really gotten into Timmy. Ochre plants on fire. <sighs> Timmy, the phenomenon. No, Timmy, the the icon, the no. the the beautiful, the beautiful boy that he is. Um, and I think on paper this seemed like a very interesting decision that he made a couple of years ago. Yeah, where he publicly said he did not. He was advised to not be in superhero movies. Smart. That was DiCaprio's DiCaprio. DiCaprio
1: told him no, no hard drugs and no superhero movies. And Pretty funny line. Th-
2: and his like, oh well, I still need a franchise. That's me because yeah. Dune is. I feel like Dune is bigger than him, yeah, but it also is
0: his I in know. a weird way.
1: Dune Dune rocks.
0: I mean,
2: he, he's fucking rules. He's making but
1: the correct sort of tentpole choices. He's just like, can I find? Roles yeah. in large scale commercial films that, that make my sense opinion. for a spindly, tall, right. somewhat effete, but like, you know, lovable boy like I. And
2: a grown working up boy.
0: With higher level directors yeah. who have strong yeah. visions, you know, uh, more respectable source material, whatever.
2: So it's announced that his like stab at IP, yes, tentpole starring movie. I think more
0: than anything, the sort of like four quadrant family, family play. movie. He's right. only made movies he's, for
1: grown ups, yeah. and in order he's to become an A-list A list star, kids. kids have to like you. Yes. Although, oh uh, yeah, uh, was Hostiles for kids? I forgot. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was.
2: Um, but he uh, he announces that he's going to be playing Willy Wonka in a Wonka origin story that is also a musical.
0: Now, do you remember Warner Brothers bought the rights to do a new Wonka ten years ago? They obviously have yes. the rights to the two previous films. Yes. Uh, shortly after the Warner Brothers deal, or some years after the Warner Brothers deal, Netflix buys the Raw Dahl library outright. Netflix controls all rights to all Raw Doll shit now. Correct. Uh, So this was sort of the last thing through the gates before Netflix pulled it all in. Right. And Warner Brothers, the big appeal to them was obviously, we own the design of the Oompa Loompa from the original film, the songs, the things that no one else could use. We can make a film that exists in our kind of classic Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka universe. Uh, originally this was announced as being written by Simon Rich, who has no credit on this movie. Correct. I think it was fully page
1: one rewritten when Paul King came on board yeah, as a director. uh, Jeff Nathanson supposedly took a pass at Definitely one point. It
2: feels very Paul King. Well, oh, no. Yeah, oh, the, oh,
1: King and Farnaby, his started co-writer, took it over. But there but, was yeah. 10
0: years of Warner Brothers being like, we want to make a big Wonka prequel. Donald Glover. I was going to say, the three names. Do you remember the three mm-hmm. names? Donald Glover makes
1: a ton of sense he at that point in time. Yeah. He would be terrible, but like he makes a difference. But point he has more
2: menacing energy to like, like there's something. Okay, we'll get into that. That's it. my one.
0: opinion on Donald Glover starring in a Wonka movie is that side at I did. that
1: point in time. Do yeah. you
0: remember who the other two people are? Are you looking at the list?
1: I mean, I remember one of them very clearly, and I think they should have uh, should have picked this person and would have gone great. No, person Ezra Miller. Two. <laughs> oh,
4: no, no. But
1: just, just Warner Brothers oh, 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 oh. was just like Ezra Miller needs to be in everything. Everything. Like, because Ezra Miller's doing that um, is interesting um, though because both Grindelwalds, yes. both
2: Ezra and uh, no, not even Timmy, Ezra and Donald, Donald, they both have like an they can have an edge to them. Yep, yeah, sure. But, but Timmy
1: does not. Third no person makes no sense except he had just been in a hit musical. I'd say there's another reason it makes sense.
0: Go on. Third person was Ryan Gosling, who is way too old to be doing a Wonka prequel. Right, yeah. he's like Gene Wilder's yes. age, right. yeah. practically. No, the right. reason it makes sense is that like Gene Wilder is clearly one of his biggest acting inspirations.
4: But that's
0: he pulls nice. a lot
1: from Wilder. Yeah, but that, who cares? I don't care.
0: It makes it fucking a studio I from Gene Wilder. He's
4: too
1: old.
0: I started with that. Yeah, so it doesn't I make a ton of sense. I agree with you. Yeah, I said the one reason it makes sense, I preface that with, it doesn't make sense because he's too old. What is he pulling? His whole, I think, default movie star vibe is
1: very Gene Wilder and he admits that. Okay. Yes. I just... I, I just don't see that. My guess is also... It was his, just, it's 2016. His La La Land had just come out. They were like, who's is Gene saying? Wilder in a hunk body? I stand by this so firmly. It's fine that you stand by that. I mean, he has called him his favorite actor or yes. whatever. I think Ben.
2: we oh, watched... wait, okay. Ryan Gosling once picked his favorite actor, Thank and his choice is none other than the late Gene but, Wilder. Ben, we uh, saw the
0: Fall Guy trailer yesterday. Is the vibe of that movie not Gene Wilder looks like an action
1: star or stuntman? That's
0: pretty funny. His whole yeah. thing of him trying to like psych himself up into be doing this again, shit, being Psyched. very goofy
1: for mm-hmm. sure. Right. Yeah, it's gonna be like the. F- fifth David Leach movie that I'm going to walk into being like, I think this one's going to be fun. This one has to work. And I won't like it. I know. Uh, maybe I will, though. Come maybe. on, David. Um, but uh, none of those happened, of course. Yeah. None of those people uh, come aboard because in 2021, Paul King, who was originally going to do a Paddington 3, uh-huh. that falls apart. And then was going to do Disney's do, live action Pinocchio. Was going to do Pinocchio.
2: My God. Um, what could have been?
1: <laughs> comes aboard this film. Uh-huh. I believe... That's when it's officially called Wonka? I don't know. Um, yeah, and suddenly And Chalamet like really and Tom Holland are the two choices. Right. Um, both similar ages and kind sure. of, you know, whatever types, I guess. Zendaya
2: adjacent yeah. soft boys. Right.
1: <laughs> Zendaya uh, is Slugworth. <laughs> uh, in May, Chalamet is cast. So May uh-huh. 2021... King says, uh, "I saw some YouTube's of his high school musical performances, and Which that convinced I me he to was cast rapping." Him. In. Yes, people then find these YouTube videos and are like, "Whoever saw this and thought he should be in a musical was is high."
0: Well, no, on I drugs. That, on hard. The, drugs. What I understand about what Paul King was saying was, I watched him, and if he's able to do this without embarrassment, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, he I, did not cast him for. Oh my god, look at his musical talent, ability!
1: A hundred percent. I do think that that, that it was statement of his was misconstrued it and was. maybe used against this film a little bit. Right. His his takeaway
0: was, this man has no embarrassment. I can get him to do goofy shit and sing about chocolate.
1: And uh, they shot this film in the United Kingdom, you know, and all its wonderful classic, you know, uh, big studios. The one image came out of Timmy with the hat
0: and yeah. it's sort of an on-set photograph where you can see the equipment behind him. And much like Leo at the table with Lily Gladstone... For like a year, that was the only that image we had to go off of. And just the internet had a field day of like, why the fuck is this being made? Who let
1: Timothy Chalamet wear a velvet hat? <laughs> it's also like post-Cruella. Yeah. yeah. And just though every movie like that where it's like, we don't need to know. It doesn't matter Answering why questions they we never asked. this person. Yes especially with someone like Willy Wonka like it's like the whole point of him is we don't know anything about him like that's that's the idea of Willy Wonka.
0: Then there was like one paparazzi video from the opening number where he's sitting on top of like the carriage and he's singing right. and it was a paparazzi video yeah, from across that. the street right. and people were like it's a fucking musical <laughs> which i think they were always upfront about but people of course, just kept forgetting. But like knives out this is going to be a disaster. <laughs> then the trailer comes out and yeah. people are like "Yup, looks dumb
1: And I feel like quietly, we were sort of like, Paul King is just a good director. Like, he has a thing. Yeah. And this just seemed to match his
0: thing. People also forget that when the trailer for the first Paddington came out, it was a complete meme about how creepy Paddington looked. Right. People do forget that. And people were photoshopping live action Paddington into horror movie stills. And then the movie came out. Everyone's like, weird. This is a Hmm. sensitive
1: masterpiece. I'm... My whole body is tingling with charm. Jacques me <laughs> for children? Like <laughs> uh yeah. Do you and like Paddington? I love Paddington.
0: And then the second one okay, is boy. like even better. I, now canonized as one of the only sequels better than the original. Yeah has become like a, a just sort of shorthand
1: movie for undeniable masterpiece. It is a right? generations classic now. Yes. Like people in our generation and even below are just like, yeah, Pennington 2, obviously. To the
4: point like, where it no now
1: almost has the like, Christmas story is overrated. Everyone shut up about it energy. But also Pennington Peru is coming out and it has like Godfather 3 energy where people are like, you can't top 2. Well, like it, you're doomed. Look, I have been less negative on Wonka from the
0: moment Paul King was announced sure. than most people. As much as I agree with you, I'm just like fundamentally, I don't need to see Young Wonka. My whole thing against it the entire time has not been anything the movie was putting forward and it was marketing in its marketing materials. My thing has been this better be so fucking good that I'm not angry that Paul King didn't do Paddington Three. Sure, right. Well,
1: and you can't really answer that question until Paddington
0: Three no. comes out. And if Paddington Three is great. I will probably, my estimation of, of Wonka will go up
1: maybe half a star. My guess is that Paddington 3 is going to be good. Fine. Yeah, yeah, fine too good. He
2: goes to Peru, right? He that goes was to Peru, Paddington Peru. I don't,
1: I don't like that. But I also am like, I get that he can't just continue to charm the residents of like Notting Hill forever. Like, you know, I do get that. You probably want to You think to he can't? Is that a fucking danger? No, I mean, deer? he definitely can. But, like, if it's just another one of, like, oh, there's, like, a noisy neighbor. <laughs> there's like, the question you know, of, Washington like, how,
0: how do you heighten from prison?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, so he's going to Peru. That's Penn's how they heighten. has to war. Yeah.
2: Can he, like, maybe he no, can enter... Stop par- it. Can he enter parliament?
0: Well, then you're getting into sort of Mrs. Harris sequel territory, which Wait, I don't uh, want Paddington to steal from them.
1: No, but
0: maybe Wait, he Mrs. could cross Harris
2: over with becomes her. Becomes the prime minister.
0: No, but she goes she to goes the to UN. She goes, she goes to Parliament. Parliament. She goes. I also uh, want to say, uh, uh, Sam Clements, a friend of the podcast, a host of the ninety minutes or less uh, podcast, mm-hmm. uh, the Picture House gotcha. uh, employee, uh, did a Q and A uh, screening of Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris with the director, and recently sent me a signed Mrs. Harris Blu-ray. <gasps>
4: wow. An signed incredibly by, who, kind gift. Signed by um, the director. Anthony Fabian. Yeah,
0: Anthony Fabian. That's cool. Um, And I gave uh, Sam a lot of really intense questions to ask him about the development of the sequel, which seems to be happening
1: So it is very slowly. The plan is... I mean, oh, okay. they're all it's aware amazing.
0: that... The source material exists and i just need them to make three more Mrs. Harris movies.
1: It did well enough it did. that they could probably convince some yeah. very sleepy, you know, british dowager comes yeah. like come on yeah. give the us a, she's like oh, leapiest yes, entertainment right. fund possible. Yeah. <laughs> uh are we going to do Wonka Man first we should. He's came out first. He's first in the title Wong Man. Yes. <laughs> and we all saw him first. Right. Yeah.
0: Yes. Let's also say, like, end of year energy episode, loose, fucking, kind of yeah, all over the place, messy
1: the plot episode. But also, minute by minute, or directors whatever. who are admittedly potential blank check. I was about to say, yes. should we just officially say, here's my pitch? Yeah. Now I know Paul King also made a movie called Bunny and the Bull. That's like a small, film. which I don't think is very good, but is kind of a classic first movie. It's him, like trying stuff out on a tiny yeah. scale. He, of course, was
0: the director for all of the Mighty Boosh, yes. which is one of my favorite TV the shows best. ever. And he was very much the sort of like uh, Edgar Wright to that sp- spaced. He jumped onto an established comedy team, but really established a visual world and cinematic you seen language. Mighty- you must have, oh, yeah, absolutely, the fucking best. And then Bunny and the Bull is him sort of trying to do a Mighty Boosh style thing. Uh, with Simon Farnaby without the bush bush and and uh, have cameos in it. Yeah, yeah, all those uh, things, yeah. but but that movie is very digital. Uh-huh. It's sort of like, whereas Mighty Bush is all kind of made out of like cardboard and finger paint, and whatever, that movie is sort of trying to do the same aesthetic in a like volume in a very green screeny environment. And mm-hmm. I just think the comedy energy is kind of off in it. It's well, not a movie I particularly like, so I mean,
1: like, Maybe we figure that out one day. We, but yeah. we can easily do two Paddington commentaries yes. or three once the first, sure. but like you know. And so that basically covers us on Paul King and then whatever he does next we'll check in with. Yeah. James Wan has a lot of movies. James Wan I wanna put on the bracket. But though. we want to cover him because we like his movies. Yes. Right? Yeah. And like it's an it's a it's a blank check career. Totally especially in this, like, di- studio era. He He's
0: launched multiple franchises.
1: He's launched three different franchises. He also made the biggest hit in a different franchise, but then he also has made, like, three other, you know, personal horror movie type yeah. things well, that like he clearly just wanted to make.
0: one of the blank-checkiest movies a studio has bankrolled in years of just, 100%. like, James, do whatever the fuck you want. We're not paying attention to this so,
1: one. I don't know. Maybe we'll do him one day. I put him on the
0: bracket. Yeah, well, you keep saying that. And I will. I want to say something new. We should put him on the bracket. Paul King's Wonka. Uh Uh-huh. Where did you guys see it? I saw it at the Regal Battery Park, a movie theater that now has no signage. That's the Aquaman, the Lost Kingdom of movie theaters. (laughs) Where they're like, don't come. Just don't come. It truly feels like they're trying to hide that there is a movie theater there. It's always been in kind of a weird spot. It's in Battery Park City, which is this odd little sort of
1: neighborhood I want to say it opened
0: pretty shortly after 9 11, very close to Ground Zero. It's very close, and I don't think it was part of a like revitalization, new development project. My memory is that it was sort of like. This was already close to opening, and now it's opening in a kind of cursed neighborhood.
1: It's a huge theater. Right. It's like a big multiplex, multi-floors, big theaters. Like, it's used for Tribeca, or used The first couple of years of
0: Tribeca, when it was really kind of them putting energy into trying to will that into a major festival, it was used a lot. It's always been a theater where the layout's kind of weird because it's in a building that's mostly a hotel and sort of on a side street. But there used to be a proper marquee outside— a ground floor box office, and then you had to take like four escalators up to get to where the proper theater is. Right. Now, there is just an entrance to a hotel. You feel like you're entering an office building. Weird. Unless you look carefully, outside of one door, there's a tiny like 10 inch by 10 inch sign that says Regal. And you just go up four escalators. At no point in that escalator journey is there any indication you're heading towards a movie theater. And you get to the fourth floor and they're like, hello, movie theater. Hello. Hello. So I saw it there with my little cousins. Yes. and I Two of them. Two of them. Both of them. You know, I'm always kind of using them as a controlled uh, market interest group. Right. To see which movies have the, the, the riz with those uh, generations. Oh, my God. Four and a half, eight and a half, boy and a girl. I'm yeah. always just like, okay, let's see. What are they both interested in? Where's their overlap? What are the movies that both of them want to see? Wonka's been the one for months that both of them want to see. Right free standing plan that's been delayed for like a month to do another movie day with them. It finally lands on we're seeing Wonka. Their parents are like, oh, if you're seeing Wonka, we'll come. Oh, okay. Now, often when I take them to movies, it's sort of like I'm doing a mitzvah. I'm helping take one kid off the hands for a couple hours. Right. Griff time makes it easier the parent load. This was the first time they've been like, we're in on this. Mom, dad, two cousins, myself, Romilly, all go see Wonka. Okay. Won't
2: Romilly one?
0: Yes. Sunday, well, because when I thought I was taking both of them without the parents, I was like, I can't handle both by myself. And I just want to say, because I, I just think these are important notes, like maybe 15, 20 minutes into the movie, little Cleo, four and a half, turns to me and goes, Where's the factory? Mm.
1: She's not going to like it then. She's not, she's, it's not coming soon. And I said, What? And she goes, The chocolate factory. And I said, <laughs> When are we going to get to the fireworks factory? It
0: but truly chocolate. was. And I said, well, Clue, this is like, it's young Wonka. He's got to build the factory.
1: And she just goes, he's got to build it? (laughs) Well, I she can go watch Charlie and the Chocolate Factory if she wants to see a chocolate factory. This is the
0: other interesting thing. Right before the movie started, when the Warner Brothers logo comes up and the little tinkles of the uh, piano music, pure imagination play, she turns to me and she just like has like kind of a wistful smile on her face. And she goes, it's been a long time since I've seen a Wonka movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's four years old. How long could it have possibly been? It's <laughs> been a long
0: time since <laughs> I've seen a Wonka movie. But okay. She's, like, she's aware she's seen both of them. Sure. She's like, the grand tradition, I think she sits down and it's like, I'm going to see a third telling of yeah,
3: Charlie,
1: Charlie and the
0: Chocolate Factory. The Chocolate
1: Factory. Right. Well, she needs to pay better attention to her brand IP.
3: There's a second Wonka movie? We
1: covered I'm on this podcast, Tim
3: Burton, Johnny oh,
1: Depp. I I must have blocked it
3: out completely. <laughs> That's a good movie. That's a good movie. That's a good response. It was just so haunting. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yes, a good movie. Right. That I completely, completely just it's a good movie. Yeah, just it was a race for my memory. it's A good movie.
0: David, for the record, when we did... I know you look at Burton miniseries as our our deepest, artist. I I don't mind that movie.
1: I kind of prefer it to the... That's what I... I just wanted to restate
0: that, which was your opinion.
1: I was going with his bit. But you also like the Gene Wilder movie less than most people. I don't really like either of those movies that much. And I don't like... Yes, I think... I like the book. Sure. But not in some, like, mm, way. Just, like, I was so obsessed with the book. And for some reason, the Gene Wilder movie was just not a big movie for me as a kid. I saw it, like, once. Yeah. And so the book remained my imp- impression.
0: That Those were Cleo's lines before the movie, yeah, yeah, right? She right. starts getting increasingly antsy. By the last 20 minutes, she was like losing it. And I had to point and be like, Cleo, she, there the actually factory. will be
1: a factory. Factory, right. yeah, factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And then yeah. she like leaned over like the railing of the theater and then was in for the last couple of minutes. Okay. George is a, is a sophisticate, right? Okay. And the meme, Cleo is Winnie the Pooh, George is Winnie the Pooh in the tuxedo. <laughs> okay. He's an eight and a half year old sophisticate who just loves mm-hmm. his... Uh, Rarified superhero movie. He loves his IP. Yes. He loves right, his IP. Right, yes, he yes. loves his IP. And he is watching it and he's laughing and he's enjoying different things, whatever. And then at the end of the movie, he turns to me and he just goes like, he's sort of really kind of doing the math in his head. And he goes, there's this thing that movies keep doing where they make a movie and then they make another movie and the second movie is the things that happen before The first movie. And I go, George. You're on to them, George. It's called a prequel. It's like a sequel that happens before. And he goes, they're doing it in the wrong order. Some might say. And George is like starting to formulate his like, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Like, we need to stop this from
1: happening. George, you didn't know what you were doing with The Phantom Menace. You were starting a, a plague.
0: I just think it's interesting their parents were really into it. Yeah, because it's a good movie. Romley and I are into it. Yeah. They are into it, but with some frustrations or antsiness. And the takeaway from both of them is, without intellectualizing at the level we're talking about, both of them are, why am I watching Young Wonka?
4: Right.
1: Why is this the movie? I just think that's a little interesting. It's this a little movie, interesting, but these are also kids who are now, yes, becoming wise to, yes. like, don't 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 force a prequel on me just because right. I like another thing. Right, which I think this movie is
0: w- pretty wildly successful in what it is trying to do. Yeah. I do hold against this movie. There's the Paddington 3 thing, which I've already stated, which will be settled a year from now. Mm-hmm. The second thing is, I don't know if this movie fully convinces me that it needed to exist, which I know the retort to that is, does any movie need to exist? What are you talking about? Whatever. Yes. But I am like, this is the best execution of a Wonka prequel I could imagine. A thing I don't necessarily still feel I wanted to see.
1: I
3: don't need
1: a Wonka prequel. Well, Ben, what do you think of Wonka?
3: Oh, boy. You saw it alone the other night. I saw it alone. Where'd you go? I went to Regal Essex, mm-hmm. a gentleman's theater, Clown Club, a nice new Regal theater. Yeah, it's, lovely. It was it was packed. Mm, yeah, and I I also loved. The Gene Wilder. Um, the Gene Wilder Wonka. Mm-hmm. Right. Remember
0: uh, the Tim Burton one vividly. Think about it all the time.
3: Yep. Um, So I also... poster
0: above your bed of the movie every night before you go to sleep.
3: Big old smooch every, mm-hmm. every night. So I went into it ready to feel nostalgic. Sure. And kind of was already like really in on it. In the tank. Uh-huh.
0: We were talking that night before you went to the theater. And I was like, I think you're going to love it.
3: And you know I don't love musicals. Okay, so right. yeah, there's there's definitely some some parts that hurt me failing. a little bit. Yeah, uh, like where mus- they sang. Yeah, right? yeah,
1: the yeah. singing parts. and the dancing and the dancing. Yeah, well, The um, dancing's pretty light. Yeah. Although
3: he looked natural,
1: <laughs> he did. Yeah, no, he's he's a very good physical actor. Yeah, he always has been. But damn it 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 got me.
3: Yeah. And was, I liked uh, it. I
4: liked it. Yay! Hey, Wonka. Wonka. bring Ka. him in. Bring uh, him in. Make Wonka. It Wonka. Like, all right. Okay. Everybody, Everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, Cheers. Uh, We're all going
2: our hot, uh,
0: hot
3: yeah.
1: chocolate David's it far, from holding face. It as far away. I'm as possible.
2: But I need to announce to everyone in the room and everyone listening at home uh, I did finish my hot cook. Wow. wow.
0: I'm almost done. Ben, did you cry during Wonka? Yes. Yeah, I called. Okay. Yep.
1: Marie, what did you think of Wonka?
2: I had a great time. Yeah. A full disclosure I was zooted. When I saw this movie
1: on fudge,
2: <laughs> I fucking <laughs> wish. So I saw this movie with my new colleague, Shelby.
0: Hey, shout out to Shelby. Humble brag shout out to
2: Shelby. And uh, we took, uh, you know, little, little weed gummies and uh you,
0: should, we, you really should have done weed talked i
2: know yeah, but that's I, actually I, I had a, our, a huge had, screw up on it's actually <laughs> i know <laughs> i guess wonka makes but you guys gummies. i'm just i yeah, have not really i in this have movie access, access to gummies i didn't have access <laughs> to. Weed. oh my god
1: you took some drugs okay and you drug. took and you enjoyed wonka I had a, we have to talk about aquaman 2 as well I like, oh i know we'll get there
2: but i had a great time um i you know clapped my hands several times mm-hmm. i i clutched my arm rests okay. in like sh- surprise and delight at mm-hmm. some, you know, lines. Did your that,
1: uh, your popcorn flew out of your bag onto your face? Maybe. Yeah,
2: it was like the beginning of, of you know the, the pre roll at AMC or whatever right. for yeah, Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I had a great time, and um, I uh was I really wanted chocolate after the movie ended, so Shelby and I went to the Target mm. in the in the mall with the Alamo Draft House mm-hmm. and. Full disclosure: I work in advertising right now. Um, that's my new job. So does your Shelby. non-blank check job to be clear. my non-blank check. Yeah. Job. And uh, Shelby is a strategist. I'm a copywriter. She was absolutely just astounded by the fact that there is no tie-in.
0: Okay, I'm. G- I, I, no, I, oh my god. I can talk. About <laughs> Marie, you yeah, opened up a can.
2: This is the. This is my number. I don't know what the. But I can, I can tell happened.
0: Maria, I can't even go into that much, but I will send you the article that you can repost on social media okay. when this episode comes out. Because there was the British production of the Willy Wonka musical. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That played in London for many years, yeah. transferred over here, didn't do as well, and I think maybe closed prematurely because of the pandemic.
1: Right. Sure.
0: Um, there was a big New York Times article about how that was opening on Broadway and there were no Wonka tie-in chocolates. Because Wonka, the brand.
1: Existed for a long time yeah, with products this on store. I always yes. hate, yeah. I hated that it existed. It made me really mad when I was a kid. Well, because I was like, this is just regular chocolate. This is you know, bullshit. it was long before
0: the pandemic. It closed in 2017, but it had a less successful run than it did uh,
3: in London. Wait, nerds though. Nerds, come on, David. Nerds. What, what do you mean? The nerds
2: are Wonka, aren't they? Yeah. Yes, that's what we're yeah. saying.
3: I'm oh, sure. Yeah. That's, a one that's a nerds? huge achievement in the world that's of big. That's big. It's <laughs> I amazing. agree,
2: Ben. Nerds are major. Yeah. But I will say, I don't really understand the appeal of nerds rope.
3: Nerd rope. Mm, that's actually that's yeah. a philistine. I haven't opinion. fucked with the rope. The rope is move great. on. What's what's the end of story?
0: There was some fucking thing. <laughs> I will find this New York Times article where there was some rights issue where suddenly everyone was locked out of using Wonka to produce Good. candy. Good and it hasn't been done for years. Lock them out. And when they were doing the musical on Broadway, they had to commission like fucking Dylan Lauren of Dylan's Candy Bar to make tie in chocolates, mm-hmm. but they couldn't call them Wonka chocolates. Good and this still has not been resolved six years later, no one can make any Wonka tie-in product. Good. That is edible, I think. (laughs) Right. I feel like they're tie-in like clothing items. Can you eat this poster? No, you can't. Are you sure? You can't make anything edible. It's just like... Kind of fascinating that that's like the obvious
1: slam dunk, and you can't. It it it, it, it is an obvious slam dunk, but I'm glad they can't.
2: But they're they're leaving millions of dollars on the table. Here's my take.
1: I don't need them to make money. Fuck them. That's my take. You don't
2: need them to make money, but I really wanted to eat. I wanted chocolate. Why don't you just eat other chocolate? David, you know. Sorry, I know Ben is like freaking out right now because the levels are out of control, (laughs) and both are like ripping our mics. I bought two. Six packs of Russell Stover's chocolate covered marshmallow ornaments. And
4: that
0: shit doesn't make you fucking hover.
2: It doesn't. But this is the problem. No Wonka
1: chocolates in stores Yet. do anything. Yet. <laughs> As a kid, I am reading wonderful books about yes. chocolate that turns you different colors and drinks you and does all this crazy stuff. What a fun time! And then they're like, "Yeah, well, you can buy Wonka chocolates and sort. What's the deal with it? Uh, it's, uh, it's milk chocolate in a bar form. That's a. Uh, That's basically it.
3: Laffy Taffy, though, David. But it, like, you can't just. Oh, God, sweet tarts, David. I hate <laughs> pixie sweet tarts. sticks.
4: That's Pixies another sti- everyone achievement. Everyone
3: has pixie sticks. Have you ever seen the huge <laughs> That's <strawberry>. pixie sticks? <laughs> They're like this big and you could just no. pour it down your head. Oh yeah, sure. Pour it down Man, your head. What a head
1: genius thing. idea. Just, it's just hole just, just in my skull. Sugar. Yeah. So, uh I don't want Warner Brothers making money. Oh here, Griffin's sending us why oh, right, right there's no chocolate.
0: The chocolate weirdest thing is a that plenty but Naria Wonka is there's be
1: found. literally a theater. Now it's not on the West End, it's it's off the West End, okay. it's fringe as they oh, would the say. Oh, the Chocolate Factory. Called the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. And I think they didn't do it there. It's like, like, that feels like a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, Wonka. I saw Wonka at my house because Warner Brothers sent me a screener. It must be nice. And 100%. percent did you watch with the boss baby? Didn't watch with the boss baby. I watched with my wife, a boss baby in her own right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, it was one of those things where five minutes in, I was like, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty charmed right you're into now. It. Sure. And 10 minutes in, we're both just like high five oh, each other. Oh, she was loving oh, it. Okay. Love. She likes musicals it. a lot. Likes musicals, yeah. likes Paddington. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is the Paddington guy. And she's like, oh, yes, you're right. It is the Paddington it guy. It is
0: interesting when you have the phenomenon of a guy like that where it's like his name is not known by most no. people. sure. Right. But yet, if you tell to anyone who is not super looped into movies by the way, do you know that Wonka was made by the Paddington guy? They like light up. Yeah. It's not like, I don't care who directed it. They're like, that means something. The, the lights are coming down in the theater. I turn to Romley and I go, by the way, you know this was made by the Paddington people, right? And she goes, it was? And she like sits up, is
1: now locked in. Yes. Yes. So Wonka is good. A plus, five stars. I'm going to have to give it a major smile. You gave it a major smile. <laughs> that should be. You should have a newspaper column where it's like major smile, thin smile, expressionless. Ben's smile of the week, <laughs> slight frown, scowl.
2: I can't wait to find out what expression Aquaman to the Lost Kingdom gets from you. Oh, yeah, ben. Maybe true. maybe
0: the column is called "What Shape Is Ben's Mouth?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, th- the thing is the opening of Wonka, yep. where he's doing the whole song to himself with sure. the with the and he's he's losing all his money. Yeah. I'm just like that was that was incredibly well done and charming and yeah. like, you know, perfect little like, you know, storytelling. Well, look, and it's broad strokes, but the moment where he
0: says, like, what's the what's the denomination of money? I've won silver. silvers.
1: So he had starts with seven, right? But what do they call it? Yeah, no, yeah. I know. God, what is it? Hold They're on. They're
2: not called like single. T- I think it begins with an S. Silver Sovereign. Sovereign.
1: sovereign. There, sovereign. You go. There, you. There, there we go. go. There you go. That was because obviously month. this movie is set in like chocolate town Europe. Like, yes. you know, it's not really yeah. it's not really a country or a place. But when he counts,
0: I and I still got six silver sovereigns in my pocket and the woman with the child. Oh. And it's like it's it's the thing you like. Lo- it's the fucking Aladdin it's, it's thing. It's Aladdin giving the loaf to the
1: kids, yes.
0: Where you're like, you're you're on board with this guy for the rest of the movie. But so I like that. But I will say like so I'm on board. And then he's he's still then, proud that he has only one
1: left. He flips it, he has nothing. He's he lost on the bench. He's on down
2: the drain. Right. He's on the down drain.
1: the drain. But, and then of course we're following that up with Olivia Coleman sequence. And obviously I'm just like Olivia Coleman. Down. Yeah, but this is just. But right. But it's when we meet the charming coterie of fellow, sure. you know, wage slaves at the Abacus at the at the, at the inn.
2: Yes. kiss crush. Yes. I did
0: not know that Jim Carter was married to Imelda Staunton. Oh and had yes. been for Power decades. couple. Decades. Power This blew my They've fucking been longer. mind.
1: When I was born, they were three years married. They are probably, like, you know, like, still feeling great, honeymoon period uh-huh. right? You know, like, that's how long they've fucking been Fucking 12 times right. a day, yeah.
4: Um,
0: we were... Well, I, I will admit, in our group text with the Doughboys, we were texting a lot, imagining the sex lives between Jim Carter and <laughs> Imelda Stone. And all of us were on the same page, electric.
1: This guy fucks.
2: I find that... She fucks. Just, no, just I feel here. like these are kind of disrespectful thoughts to have.
1: Um, well, I think they seem madly in love. I'm just saying... Yes, we can talk about him getting sort of uh, suckered into right. signing his, right. uh, his rent away, essentially. Away. Right. Yes. But then it's like, yeah, you're going to have to work with Jim Carter, Natasha Rothwell, Rich, Rich Fulcher... Fulcher. Like, uh, who else is in the there? Fourth, the, who's the, the telephone com, who's woman. the
2: comedian guy? I was
1: very charmed by it. That's Rich, Rich Fulcher. Fulcher. He's, He's from Mighty Boosh. A big part okay. of Mighty Boosh.
2: I thought I thought he was Larry, very funny.
0: Larry Chucklesworth. Great, yeah, great character, iconic. Bob Give Foss me Foss on. wants Mighty to get Bush. his
2: wife back. Yes.
0: He was an early <laughs> New York UCB guy. Cool. Who then, like, defected to England and became, like, the American, brash, loud American
1: improviser that all cool British old comedians love. Much like Rich Hall. Like the the weird yes. thing in British comedy where there's like four Americans and you're like, where did these guys come from? And they're right. just like in the
0: soup with everybody else. He did a, a sketch show with Matt Berry called Snuffbox. That's yes. incredibly good. So
3: good. good. It yes. Good.
1: <sighs> it's just fun when like as an American in Britain, I would always really be rooting for the one rich vultures and what? rich halls of, I'm like, ah, you see, you're holding your own with all these guys joking about Thatcher. You know, you can do it too. <laughs> oh, we, that, that's so
2: cute, it, David. It's cute.
1: Rich vulture is <laughs> one of these guys
2: <laughs> matters. where it it's like
0: his go-to persona is sort of like what a British person would do impersonating an American. Yes, so they're like so they sort of lean into tent. it,
1: right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. When they're all introduced, and they're like, yeah, we all have our problems, and we're all like in our drudgery scrub, here. Scrub. And I'm just like, Wonka's gonna turn all their lives around and they're gonna become a makeshift family and they're gonna create dreams together and it's gonna sure. be wonderful. I'm just
2: like so happy. I know. it's. I'm it's, so
1: happy to realize this, <laughs> that it's not going to be about reckoning with Willy Wonka's <laughs> legacy with the Oompa Loompas. It's not gonna be about like chocolate, you know,
2: it's not going to uh, be. A, it's not really right? going to be you about know? colonialism. It's, it is going to be about income inequality.
1: Yes, and it's, it's going to be about capitalism.
0: It's, it, it's the systems of power all working mm-hmm. together to suppress but, the commoner.
1: Right. It's not going to be the annoying version of like Cruella, where it's like, why do you? Why does she hate Dalmatians? I'm like, I don't care. Like, what if I told you Dalmatians attacked her family? I'm like, chased her mother off a cliff. Okay, stupid. But I, will, <laughs> like I don't want to know. Chased
2: <laughs> her mother I, off a yeah, cliff. I mean, it. Yeah. <sighs> I will say
1: instead of just. Like, like you're giving me Paddington with Willy Wonka. Yes, it is great.
2: They're, they are. So I, I listened to the big picture episode on Wonka. I haven't heard that one. Yet. Well, I Sean have. Fennessy, not a fan. Amanda and Joanna Wait. Robinson both cried. Sean at Fennessy
1: Wonka. didn't like Wonka. Sean, Sean I'm shocked. You totally. He texted me that he didn't like Wonka. I, yeah. I, I mean, lot about you it. know
2: what? It's okay, but, but he's allowed to be wrong. But he is. Uh but he, is he was like, oh well, you know. Wonka should have like menace and I've, mean I've, streak. I'm and already all of this out stuff. on this. But I,
1: Wonka should have is just not a sentence I need no, completed. No, to-
2: David, I totally agree. But I rewatched the nineteen, 19- the Gene Wilder Wonka yeah, sure. after Mel seeing Stewart. this. Yeah. Mel, Mel Stewart, Stewart. That's his name. Yeah, they set up certain things that Wonka later that like. The, oh, the like reading, there are the, some dramatic The fact Wonka ties. not being able to read yes. yeah. and then getting suckered by fine print yes. is a major plot point.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: In yeah, right. there's a the couple things
1: factor. where they're like, "What's a funny thing but we can do like, with that?" But that's right.
2: like an origin story sort of sure. thing. But it's not coming from a place of like dark malice. Like it, everything is handled with a light touch. I just sure. also
1: I'm like, I don't like this X should Y. No. Gene Wilder did something. Someone else can do something else. It's fine. Also, as long you as it get works. Bitter and sad as you get older. And you trap yourself in a chocolate factory with no friends? Yes. Yeah. I mean, where can does I, friends go? That's my can question. I say,
0: can I say the two things you guys are all going to scoff at? Scoff so hard at this. <laughs> Thing number one yeah. is a sidekick to the cat in the hat. <laughs> true. True. Uh, <laughs>
4: Thing. It's
1: true,
0: it's true. As is thing number two. So what's thing number basically three? Same story, different
4: verse.
1: <laughs> what's thing number three?
0: What's thing number three? My first thing is, I think Timmy is good in this. I wholeheartedly love that he did this. Yeah. I think it yeah. rules that he did this. I think it and that rules he that pulled he pulled it off. It off. Right, yeah. And I'm like, I think this is really encouraging for like the sort of big picture, long-term thinking of the kind of career he's building where it's like, you cannot just stay in the sullen zone, right? Like when he signed on to Dune, David, that was a moment where you were getting a little burned out on Timmy because of like Beautiful Boy and some stuff. yeah. And you were like, is he going to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again? He gets cast in Dune and you're like, huh, that's like, like that's the one he, big thing he's kind of perfect he, for. He found the thing that makes sense. But for that's you, right? in his... On a big scale. yeah, In the zone, right? Yeah. Wonka's him stretching to a different corner. It's, it's high school YouTube rap videos. I love that he did it. I wish he was like... more insane in this movie. I'm not even talking about the
1: darkness because I I accept that as a... That it's comes more later. Wilder's take it's because it's, it's not even as much role. Yeah, Dahl's I, haven't, take.
2: I haven't read the book. I yeah, don't it's know really if that's part I don't. Of the I don't need
0: him even to be doing it the same way as Wilder. Right. But I want a little bit of that unpredictable more mania. They have their moments. They're the ones that are in the trailer of him flipping the words up and things like that. Yeah. I want a little bit more of. I can't quite figure this guy out. Energy ten percent. I, I think it's just like you know this is Paul King, so it's he's whimsical. I want ten, but there's a whimsical way to do that. My second thing is just—it's not even the Gene Wilder stuff. It's like I want ten percent more, just a little raw Doll, darkness nastiness, just a little bit.
1: I think that's. In I the think they get imprisoned, yeah. Griffin, in
0: the basement. They try to drown them in chocolate. I bring it up only because I actually think Mighty Boosh has that kind of vibe to but it. Mighty think, Boosh isn't for kids. No, but I think Mighty Boosh feels a little more raw Doll in a way that when they announced that he was doing Paddington, I was like. Paul King feels a little hard-edged to be doing Paddington. And when I right. see Paddington, I'm surprised of like, oh, oh he, he really... adapted to the material. Right. I wanted to see him bring a little bit of the edge back. Once again, both of these things for me are just percentages.
1: Yeah, and also I'm just sort of like, we're sitting in a room, us grown people, being like, why wasn't Wonka edgier? And it's like, we all need to Not go. Not edgier. I just <laughs> think... We all need to go get into a lake. <laughs> we do. I jump agree. We need
0: to drown it. inside fucking <laughs> scrumptedly umptious hot <laughs> chocolate. Here's a different thing I want to say. About Wonka. In counterbalance to my little cousins being a little annoyed by the prequel of it all,
1: right? Had they seen a prequel before this? Yes, because George was calling out the systemic... I understand. Like, what prequels had maybe... I don't know, but he said they keep doing this thing. He didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't like it either. Right.
0: They both seem to enjoy it, had those gripes. Why am I not at the chocolate factory? Why is this happening? Why am I seeing the early part later? Yes. Anecdotally... This is the movie I think I have received the most. Holy shit! Have you seen Wonka yet? Text
1: any movie this year. People, not to use this word, but normies who don't see a ton of movies, yeah, coming to you but being then, like, "Hey!" I'll also say like some of
0: my like most discerning comedy nerd friends, sure. film people, like all
1: quarters. Sean Clements, I'll blast him out. Yeah, Sean Clements went to see this in Las Vegas I by just, himself in the or sphere?
2: something. <laughs> I don't think he's Can you imagine it? seeing Wonka in the year. I,
0: I think I truly got 15 different texts from people at different levels of how often am I in communication with them. Yep. It was not a follow up to oh, this is someone I've been talking about Wonka with got 15 different. Holy shit. Have you seen Wonka? I want to talk about Wonka texts. I do think this movie is like basically by and large winning over
1: all adults who see it.
2: Except for Sean Fennessy.
1: Him liking Wonka would have surprised me, and I say he's that a, would love to show him
2: He's a bit of a slugworth.
1: All, the energy of all these people was, by the
0: way. I went to see Wonka opening weekend. I assumed it was going to be kind of shitty, and I'm kind of blown away by it. I do think this movie is benefiting from everyone benefiting being cynical about, expect-
2: about it. Yeah, the trailer. No doubt. The trailer was bizarre. They, they, they were yeah. rock bottom yeah. because yes.
1: it's this combo of I don't want a prequel. Right. I'm sick of Timmy. This looks too cutesy, mm-hmm. and then it's a musical. Yeah. Which they hid which, in the trailers, which angers
0: other people a
1: different. Why would you hide it? Right. And then some people like oh, people
2: fuck. like Ben don't like musicals. I,
1: I know why they hide it. Believe me, I know my, what the studio know, is I up found to. Out
2: my mom doesn't like musicals.
1: Rude. Well, that's rude. What do you mean she doesn't like musical? Like she just doesn't.
2: She said she's like I don't like when they start singing.
3: I mean, it really is a thing where I'm like, why are we singing
1: now? Because there's chocolate and there's chocolate. Do
3: You've you never like
2: never seen chocolate ben. like this, Ben? Ben,
1: do you like music? I love music. So I would then say, what's the problem
2: just with him You produced them your third Christmas album. Fourth, 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 fourth he started sorry. from zero. Oh, right, I forgot about this
4: Virology <laughs> 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 of it.
3: I don't know. I don't know. I just I get really taken out when they start but do. I'm coming yeah. around a lot of to it I'm coming around to it I'm trying
1: struggle with the sure. breaking of the I mean this movie this movie it, it broke through your, your barrier absolutely it, it wore out your defense but it wore out your defenses with its Paddington charm not with its songs I will yep. say yeah, I like all the songs in this movie I like the music just fine I'm a big fan of you know um, Neil yes, Hannon, who sure. did the music uh, from the Divine Comedy, but these songs are very like Aryan light, yeah, and they're like
2: not, they're not earworms. They for go me. down
1: easy, yeah. and no. and like it's it's in the whimsical vibe of everything. It's not like big brassy. Perhaps another
0: unfair comparison, but I kept thinking like I wish Tim Minchin had done the songs for this. I think I his ma- he, he did the Matilda he did musical. The um, he's he's good. He's I good. I
2: want to see the Matilda musical. I haven't seen it yet. The
0: movie. The movie's oh, good, Any, too.
2: any iteration yeah.
0: of it. I think the Matilda musical's very good, and I, I just love those songs. I think they're the slightly better version of what this movie's trying to do. And he has that kind of, like, Roald Dahl wit, mm. too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He, he's good. I mean, I can't... I'm not gonna beef with Tim Minchin, yeah. but I, I'm... I'm, I'm a, so i I was a big head. Neil Hannon fan when I was a kid, I and, and I, had, I no had no idea. Relationship. To this guy in his music. He was, yeah. I had no idea he was doing this sure. movie until I watched it. And I was yeah. like, wait, who did the songs? I, I was realizing, like, and I was like, oh fuck, Neil Hannon. I just feel National like, Express. Seeing the Matilda
0: musical, I was like, yeah, this is what Raw Doll songs should sound like. This feels totally right. And in this, I was like, this is a movie that has songs that are pleasant in it. I would agree with that.
1: Who did the Willy Walker songs? The original. The
0: original? Well, uh, Anthony Newley. Anthony
1: Newley. There you go. Did he write all of them? Well, uh, I can't. I can tell and you he newly, wrote Pure course, Imagination. Yeah, he did the
4: score. for the Garbage Pelt Kids movie.
2: Sprinkle it with dew. I mean,
0: great song. They're a good song. Those are good Right, And then obviously uh, the Johnny Depp movie is uh, Danny Elfman writing music to Roald Doll lyrics. Three completely uncomplicated people.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. With nothing
0: perfect. Just, but
2: Deep Roy is good. Nothing we can say. agree that Deep Roy yeah. is good. Yeah, Deep Roy. Can we
0: say it?
1: Best thing about that movie.
0: Unproblematic kink.
1: I think so. I hope so. Fuck, I'm I'm googling him right now. Yeah. My hands are shaking. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let us down, please. <laughs> Looks like he's doing fine.
3: Okay, I can't believe I'm doing this right now, but let's, let's talk about the along. chocolate cartel.
4: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so we,
2: okay. have, we have to talk about yeah. the chocolate cartel. We have to talk about Hugh Grant as yes, we're going to talk about
1: this. Let's do cartel first because okay.
2: Hugh Grant actually
1: takes a while to show up. He does. Yes, the little orange man. Yeah, and oompa loompa, I'm seeing here. Yeah, <laughs>
2: Yeah.
1: So yes, Wonka arrives at Chocolatown USA, not USA Europe he's got a rapidly decreasing number of silver sovereign no in his money. pocket no money he signs up to uh, stay at an inn run by Olivia Coleman as Mrs. Scrubbit having a blast uh, what's, with what's uh, the, Tom Davis i believe who's who's the best as her the, enforcer one of the he's he's the big uh, uh inmate in uh Two. yeah he's Ow! T-bone
2: yeah. Oh, I, and, didn't, I uh, didn't
1: make that connection. And yes. then, yes, Wonka is essentially imprisoned in this, in doing uh, laundry, because mm-hmm. uh, he didn't read the fine print. Mm-hmm. Because scrub, scrub. he
2: cannot read.
0: But let's also say he's an innovator. He very quickly makes a dog-run laundry machine.
1: He, he does, which rocks. And there's a whole Scrub Scrub song, best song in the show, probably, in the, sh- in the movie, mm-hmm. right? Um, but also, yes, he goes to Chocolate Square or whatever the fuck to debut his... Chocolates. Hover chocks. Hover chocks. Mm-hmm. Eggs Which that make, make you, you fly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he is set upon by the chocolate cartel. Arthur Slugworth, who, of uh-huh. course, is a character in the book. Is know. not. Was he not created for... Maybe in the movie I created, think he's created, yeah, he's a created a character for in the, a, the Wilder movie. Right. In, he's the, not in the, Wilder. the books, there are the rivals who are trying to uh, get the golden tickets and all that. Right. but uh, And then uh, Matt Lewis. So that's Patterson Joseph. A great actor. I don't know how you feel about Patterson Joseph. I,
0: I don't have a ton of familiarity with his You password. never watched Peep Show? Uh, uh, no, I have. You're, no, you're right. I'm sorry. I forgot. Yes. Johnson. Uh, he's, he's
1: like, perfect in this. He's he so is good. so dialed into the tone of this movie. The thing with him, Ben, is he is, like, a, a great British theater actor, like, A-list theater actor, right? And he's done a lot of TV and Peep Show. Have you watched yep. Peep Show? Uh-huh. You know. But then he was also, like... The fucking Clive Owen of Doctor Who. Right. Every time a new Doctor oh. Who was gonna get cast, he would be the favorite because it was like this guy just makes sense. He's black, so sure. like that would be like a big deal. But also yeah. like he's got the energy and the looks and the. And he's you know, been age. on Doctor Who a number of yes. times. Yes, and like it, it. I think it kind of almost became the Clive Owen thing of them being like, well, we can't cast him. Too obvious. Too obvious. Like everyone expects that. Yeah. Um. He's awesome in this. Then you have Matt Lucas. Uh huh.
2: Looking like Hitler.
1: Uh, who obviously any British comedy fan probably has seen him in something or other. Sure, uh, even the most over the years. And, very, of course, and then, of course, he was over. on Bake Off and all that. Yeah. He's oh, right, Tweedledee and he, he, Tweedledum. Right, and he right. And that's the thing. He did movies here. Yeah, right. he totally did. like Bridey's. So yeah. Right. Yep.
4: Yeah.
1: Uh, he's Prod knows. Mm-hmm. And then my personal favorite, honestly, is Matthew Bainton as uh, Felix Fickle Gruber, the guy who yeah. barfs anytime
2: someone says, says poor. <laughs> poor. He hates
1: poor people so much they make him puke. <laughs>
2: um,
1: that yes. bit always got me. Yeah,
2: yeah, it was funny. And they all they uh, pay off Keegan-Michael Key, who is a police officer who speaks with a Brooklyn accent.
3: Keegan's really good in
1: this. He rocks in this movie. Did we need to do fat jokes, though? I'm I thought it was really funny. I think that kind of comical, like, he literally becomes a balloon man because he's yeah. eating too much chocolate yeah, is I'm, the kind of cartoonish humor that I doesn't bother me. That, I understand I, it bothers I, yes, people, I know though, some you know. people
2: were upset about it. I didn't take him being It's fat so
1: ludicrous. As and, the joke. And yes, and it's not really... It, I like the joke of, like... He's getting it, huge, right? And like, like clearly, I, I'm corrupts. clearly not being bribed with chocolate. Right. As he's becoming like this cartoon figure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: There's a lot of like sort of drug yes. metaphors throughout <laughs> the movie. <laughs> well, this the, movie is cartel. the cartel, and then you know the fact that like uh, he's addicted to cho- yeah. chocolate. Yes,
1: and they're well, Also, they're
0: so paying like, off the clergy. Like this the, movie the, the, is about,
1: about yeah, roenack
0: yeah, law <laughs> enforcement. Yes,
1: and and, and the titans of business all
0: working in tandem to suppress everyone. And, and most and exert crucially, control.
1: produce a worse product because yes. they don't need to produce I think a good that's product. that's really big. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, it's like they're watering down their chocolate. It's not even that good. No. And like they're storing chocolate away from themselves. And it's
0: also, it's the kind of thing <laughs> where you're like... <laughs> so The shit where you find out, like, wait a second, like, the 10 biggest eyeglass brands are all owned by the same company. Right. Like, there's a monopoly that no one's benefiting from other
1: than the shareholders. Right. Wait a minute. Every Hollywood trade is owned by the one fucking guy. Right.
0: Right. This shit where you're like, there's no free market. Like, their introduction
1: where they come out, try Wonka's
0: Chocolate, and are like, we agree on nothing but we all agree this is the worst chocolate we've ever had. Right. And then you find out, unsurprisingly, that's like not only have they been in cahoots forever, but part of their plan is to like all agree to sell the same mediocre product under different labels so people just don't have options.
1: And you're all just accepting the fucking swill. People think capitalism and free markets work, but they don't. They don't.
2: Because they're run by cartels.
1: Yes. Yes. And what you need is disruptors. Yes. Like Willy Wonka. The Elon Musk of chocolate. (laughs)
2: Griffin, no!
1: I can't deny that, of course. No! That we're keeping him. And believe me, some stuff got cut out. But of course, Willy Wonka is also introduced as being uh, the son of a, a lovely narrowboat... Sure. Lady, sort of who, I Irish? mean, Sa- Sa- Sally Hawkins, maybe right. like an Irish traveler yeah. type person. You know, oh, yeah. Sewing, right? I don't know even uh-huh. know. Chocolate's sort of like a side hobby for her, but she teaches him chocolate. Chocolate was her right. love language. So, yes. she doesn't teach him uh, the English language. Correct. But she does he's teach him chocolate. He's, he's literate because he has studied chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, which I is Timmy at his goofiest and funnest to me is when he's just cheerfully like talking about <laughs> he just can't read signs.
2: Uh, we have not yet talked about noodle.
1: Noodle. Who uh, is... Played by uh, Calla Lane. His best friend. Kayla, yes. I believe Kayla, it's pronounced. sorry.
2: And she her, is... Basically
1: her first movie. She had a small role in The Day Shall Come.
2: Okay. Which I don't know what that is. No.
1: That's the... um, Come on. It's the Chris Mars movie. Um, Anyway, Karen. It's the Chris... Okay. Chris Mars. Four Lions. You know. Oh,
2: okay. you know, She did another movie and
1: she's in I didn't even know this movie existed. It didn't really come out in America.
2: Okay. Um, so, she is an orphan mm-hmm. who was left in a laundry hamper at Mrs. Scrubbit's played by I mean, Olivia Coleman. Of course
1: there's a backstory there. Right. Right? You know,
2: yeah. Um and she immediately takes a, you know, shine to They take Wonka. a shine to each other. They do. Yeah. And she uh, they have a she's real allowed big to
0: big brother, little sister time,
2: She's allowed yeah. she is still enslaved uh-huh. like the rest of you know the the They've signed contracts
1: they're right. She's
2: trade. allowed to leave the basement. Because she has to transport she has the to laundry, deliver the laundry. There were a couple of things where I was like trying to describe this movie, and I was like, "God, there's so many things that happen in this movie that are like when you just say them out loud, like Willy Wonka can't read. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Chalamet milks a giraffe. Yeah,
1: he does. Yep. It's, it's actually that's a, that's a big plot central point. to the plot. It's they have to what go to makes his product
0: better is so he only uses giraffe milk,
2: right? Which I mean, it. I, the giraffe's name was Abigail. Uh-huh. I thought she was, I'm assuming she, that's a CG huh. character. The face, maybe. Oh, I mean, oh, oh CG. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah. You you rarely see real animals in movies it's anymore. It's certainly yeah. not I exotic ones like
1: giraffes. But yeah. that's
0: like, you know, back in the day, practical special effects houses would have certain types of like animatronics
1: mm-hmm.
3: that they
0: would make as evergreen of like, it's worth having 10 robot babies on a shelf right. so that anytime there's a show that needs a newborn baby, we can just lease it out. We don't have to custom build one for this. Right. I think now all the special effects houses have a warehouse, like a hard drive of every animal done realistically. And if you're not creating a new type of species, they're just like, here's our giraffe. You never need to have a real giraffe on set. It is much more humane. And it, it's, they've gotten to the point where it's seamless.
1: I remember the Coens talking about how the CGI cows in Oh Brother Where Art Thou were from Twister. Yeah. And I was like, that was the first time I learned that, that they were like, yeah, we just put them in the Twister ones. We just put them in our one. Yes. Not, not the, uh, what does he say? Fuck. When, when he shoots the cows and, uh, Tim Blake Nelson is like, oh, not the, not the livestock. That's it. It's a really funny line.
2: I just, I loved the facial animation on Abigail the giraffe. Mm -hmm. Thought she was lovely.
1: Yep.
0: Um, We stan our tall necked. Queen. Yeah, yes. Go off,
1: yeah, bean pole Step on me. <laughs>
3: yeah. I loved his contraptions and all of the I like, weird I like, little yeah. sort of Inventor. like uh, trinkets, yeah, different the things. little like, he's collected. machines oh, okay. he's got in his yes. pockets because
2: everything comes from like his travels around yes. the world.
0: It's such a, a peak Paul King moment when like Willie starts to reveal his backstory. He takes out his little traveling chocolate factory, yeah, bespoke wooden case. He opens it up, it's all these contraptions and whistles. And then there's like the Nickelodeon at the center of it that shows the flashback yes. to his mother. Where I'm like, oh, this is like Paul King has his
2: I love style that they, so that established. They add, they add grain and imperfections yes. to that, so it really looks like you know they do a good job of making yeah. the memories. But look it's very like similar to the
0: Paddington. Like I'm explaining the family to you through showing the dollhouse.
1: Yeah. Just the other Paul King thing of like, there's no small characters. You see someone in. It's yes. like, oh, they're not, you know, Simon Farnaby as the um, plays the security no, guard, right. right? This is Charlotte yes. Ritchie and uh, Phil Wang as the as the people who fall in love. Like, but it's also know. why when what you said about like the and the moment you introduce right. to the the
0: Scrub Scrubbers, where you're like pumping your fists because you're just like, anytime Paul King introduces characters like this in an odd corner of the story that feels like it would be incidental in any other movie, you can sit back and go, I'm gonna love this guy. He's going to, in the next 10 minutes, figure out a way to make me fucking love this person and be rooting for their eternal happiness. It works every time. It works every time. It does work every time.
2: We got to talk about Hugh Grant now. There's a little orange man.
1: Wonk introduces, right, the notion that, like, my one enemy is my chocolate keeps he getting stolen by a little orange man. And right.
2: people think that he's crazy and making up. Because they have this whole complicated they thing gaslight of,
1: it. like, right, yeah. Noodle is,
0: is sneaking Willie out. In the laundry cart, he's selling the chocolate on the streets, going straight to people, direct to consumer... And then meanwhile, because the dog is now running the laundry machine, all the other Scrub Scrub friends are running the business and are right. working the Jim other aspects Right, Jim
1: Carter's the accountant and, and uh, the all phone ladies ladies doing the And they're all collectively in this yeah, together
0: yeah. to get to the point where they made enough money to buy back their freedom.
3: And also we should just say that the police are trying to prevent Wonka and, and Co. <laughs> from selling his wares. As is yeah. the
1: church, because the church... The, the, Rowan Atkinson... Great stuff for Rowan Atkinson. Oh. Cousin George
0: turns to me and he goes, That's Johnny English. Oh
2: my god. <laughs>
1: George
0: just fucking nails these. How is that your reference point? <laughs> yeah.
1: Trying That's to, the most recent getting, Rowan
2: Atkinson are we
0: character, I guess. George on he, also, the pod. he said Mr. Bean too. we'll, we'll yeah. ask. I mean, look, I respect George's like, privacy. Yeah, he's a little boy. But he'd be he'd be good. He'd he's be got so good. he's got great takes.
2: Um, I love the, this is this the uh the second movie where Rowan Atkinson is stressed out about a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> at least <a> second. <laughs> what's the second what's up first one the Lion King, He's oh, Zazu. Of course, I'm just imagining that. I just can't wait to be yeah. king. Yeah, but
1: he was laughing because he could just imagine Mr. Bean having <laughs> a to do with a giraffe.
2: Well, I was trying to think: Are there any other Rowan Atkinson giraffes? Not movies? that
1: I know of. No. Wait, giraffes are hard to rustle I know. up. That's
2: why I felt, felt, I was like, oh, like Johnny you know.
1: English for his sidekick should be a giraffe. They <laughs> yeah. should make him.
2: There Backinson are three must, Johnny Englishes. Yeah, yeah. There's three. Oh my but God. He
1: must collect so much just on fucking Zazu. Oh, that's before yeah. Blackadder and Mr. Yeah. Bean I mean, and I've, anything else he's ever done. I've told this story
0: before, but Ernie Sabella, the great Ernie Sabella, who I worked with, Broadway legend, Pumbaa? who played Pumbaa, the fucking Pumba Millions. Pumbaa millions. And not, to put, not to put a number on it. It's not God like bless he ever him. He publicly disclosed Hakuna it to Matata, me, Ernie. but it's just yeah. like, you're set for life. Basically, what a wonderful phrase. The fact that he sang Hakuna Matata, it just set him. The paychecks will never stop coming. In. It is, it is, you know what, he raised a good point. It is a wonderful phrase.
2: Okay. Hugh Grant, uh, Little Orange Man, Chocolate is mysteriously missing right. from Wonka's bedroom. And
0: Noodle thinks he's nuts when he talks about this Noodle little orange man. he's
2: eating all of the chocolate. Of course,
0: selfishly. But
2: Turns out, because uh, he sets up a little trap, and a to, trap to catch the little orange man, and it is Hugh Grant uh, caught in a jar, and it's he... Ex- magically shrunk. He explains why... You know, he's been stealing Wonka's chocolate. And this is another phrase that I use when describing what happened in this movie to people. He farts. Mm-hmm. And then the fart cloud turns into a memory. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was a beautiful transition. Now,
0: can I say something? Please. And this is not something Ben's going to have to cut out. I promise His fingers are hovered over the keyboard right now? Ben... <laughs> put your hands behind your be- head lean back relax what do you
1: want to say we still haven't talked about Aquaman
0: fucking like four times a year Hugh Grant does some interview where everyone goes like why is Hugh Grant the nastiest man in the world
1: sure he can have a bit of a malicious sort of uh, vibe with the press right? Who he doesn't like very much right? right. they and
2: broke into his phone yeah
1: he's had a long complicated relationship and all of Wonka's The press tour
0: where he's just like, it was a nightmare making this movie. I hate it. Absolute torture. People are like, God, fucking Hugh Grant shitting on this movie. I'm like, Hugh Grant is fucking doing the Charles Grodin thing. Hugh Grant has a well-established comedic persona. I have heard that he is a
1: dour man to begin with. Yeah, I think he's prickly, but and he always is like, I don't like this. I don't like doing this.
0: And the older he's getting, the more he's leaning into this grumpy elder statesman thing where I'm like, I'm not saying this isn't a reflection of he found this to be a tedious process, but when he's saying this, he's not like, oh, no, letting his guard down, going off. Like, no, right. Right. this is it's him big. being like, I know I'm being funny by playing the role of sourpuss. Yeah. I just keep seeing people say he hates that he's in this movie. No. And I'm like, fucking Paul King directed his best the performance whole, ever. That's the thing. He loves him. He wants to be in this movie. He, I'm
1: sure he found the process he is, tedious.
2: He is like in it.
1: Yes. Let me just talk about Hugh for a minute. Obviously, early Hugh, Maurice, Lara the White Worm, right? You know, young baby face, doing Artie movies. Greatest
0: movie crush of all time. be movies, right. A thing I definitely told the cousins when he showed up as an Oompa
1: Loompa. <laughs> Remains of the day, right. Uh, then Four Weddings. Suddenly it's like, oh, how do we make this guy a movie star? Like, he's become the he's... Avatar for... right. Uh, British. No, but but man. also
0: Richard Curtis. It's like Richard right. Curtis has
1: found his perfect but, mouthpiece. Which is fine, but then it's also like, let's give him, you know, nine months and extreme measures and Mickey Blue. Like, let's find vehicles for yes. him, right? Eventually. But, but part of his thing becomes like,
0: oh, he's like foppish British Woody Allen. He's like sort of, you know, which
1: I think he always felt very constrained by. Uh right in the early two thousands he pivots to I'll play a bit of a bad boy you know Bridget Jones um Two Weeks Notice about a boy like I'll have a little more edge about a boy his his like other best performance obviously he's he's, he's great in the three movies I just named yeah but uh two thousands he also starts spacing out the work like he
0: starts working with the one guy he works with
1: Mark Waters a lot and and he's uh, like I'll do uh, one of these every three years. And uh, then, of course, he is in A Monument to Evil, a film called Love, Actually, yeah. one of the worst films ever made. Agreed. Uh, and then, you know, he phones in a Bridget Jones sequel. He does American Dreams, which is like a really interesting movie that doesn't uh, yeah. totally work, but he's yeah, good is, in it. It is Agreed. an interesting movie. And it's, again, him being kind of like, Cowell. you know, right, you know, sort but of semi villainous But trying to right. lean into more the Charles
0: Grodin thing of like, is my character comedy grump?
1: Right, but it's dying The British off. version of it. Like, music yeah. and lyrics is kind of the last... Hugh Grant leading man romantic comedy. Uh, did you hear about The Morgans comes out after that? Uh, let's, that's been stricken from the record by Congress.
0: I saw it in theaters. And it would, <laughs> Once again, Romilly's biggest crush. I and saw all of these.
1: Mark Lawrence, sorry, not Mark
0: yes. Waters. Mark Waters is uh, fucking Mean Girls.
1: Yeah, right. Mark
0: Lawrence is yeah. his, who directed that And that's, that movie's bad, right? Did you hear about The Morgans? Yes. Quite poor, to <laughs> quote on fantasy. <laughs> my new favorite phrase. Yes. Quite poor. Uh, and then... Uh, but one of those movies with, like, an insane stacked cast support. Yeah, yeah. Of I your, mean, like, Wolfram right. Brimley and Mary Steinberg yeah, yeah, and... Uh, diabetes. Diabetes. Um, and then he's really not in movies anymore. Well, and it's this like... Is the okay. thing he's been saying in all the press of, like, I've entered the freak show period of my career where I play, like, horrible monsters. When they announced that he's going to play, quote multiple villainous roles in Cloud Atlas. You're like, huh. And that's the That's be- interesting. Right. And he
1: rocks in Cloud Atlas. Rocks. Uh, that's the beginning of this era we are yes. now in where it's like, Hugh Grant is gonna come in and sprinkle gold all over your yeah. movie in a supporting role. Like, yes. even in something like the... Florence Foster Jenkins. He is so fucking is good and Not a Foster. particularly
0: good movie. A movie I would say punching. actually
1: eats buttholes. It's a bad movie, but he's so he's excellent. Good.
0: And it's like everyone thought that was going to be his like overdue tip of the hat career right, achievement nomination. And it didn't happen because it was one of the most absurd cases of category fraud where they were running him in supporting. He is the lead of the movie. He, is, yes. he got basically every precursor nom and then didn't get the Oscar. Yeah, because it was a stretch.
1: Also, for the winner. movie sucks. The movie's not very good. But then like, Paddington too, he's amazing. Gets a Bafta nom. People think he should have gotten an Oscar nom. The gentleman, he's one of the gentlemen in that sure. one. That mm-hmm. movie's terrible, man but he's from having Uncle, fun. He's really fucking man from fun, Uncle, man. he's great. in Glass Onion does a cameo. Everyone's cheering. Shows
0: over five seconds. Everyone's like, everyone's Give me the whole cheering. Movie of
1: them having dinner. Together. Dungeons and Dragons just like spitting hot fire every second. He is, on War, yeah. he is so good in Dungeons and Dragons, and now Ahwanka. It's just like, this is all I want from him. I want him yeah. to stay here forever. Yes. I'm worried he's going to try and an intro keep him, you somewhere else. You want to else. keep him no. in a
2: little glass jar. You
1: to do. entertain
2: you. I was not expecting him to sing the actual Oompa Loompa song. Mm. i
1: got to sing, you know, at least yeah. give me a few bars. But I was not expecting, like, Oompa Loompas, it's one of these things where I feel like a lot of Wonka-adjacent stuff now yeah. is like, well, how do we deal with the Oompa Loompas? Paul King's take of, they are essentially urbane sophisticates right. They're who are osps. annoyed by you <laughs> yes. right, is way better like, than any other version of this, in my opinion. I, I would agree. I mean, because, yes, there's always, look, the whole thing, saying,
0: the you rooting f- in the book, you you're like this weird, you, you like, colonialist aspect to, like, he takes little them junk from junk their eyes. People, right. right. You know, right. it's terrible. Right, yes. it's terrible. And I, I do think when you look at the Gene Wilder movie— the styling of them and the energy of them is so weird where you're like, well, this gets further away from what Roald Dahl wrote in a good way. And Paul King is like unpacking that further and he's like, who are these little like men with these flippy hairdos and this sort right. of haughty attitude? Right, right. Hugh Grant is the perfect person to cast a shorthand to just set up like this is what their vibe mm-hmm. is. The fact that he like leaves the island in his like little yacht
1: with yeah. his like... His little like suitcase that turns into a
0: cocktail thing that he yeah. can sit in. Yes. It's so good. He, he's, he's going he's, flat. He's, he's, oh, he's, Hugh Grant's great, he's great. I'm like, this is... It's the kind of performance I'd love to argue for a best supporting Blanky nomination. But it's a stacked category and it's not
1: quite enough. He's... Sparse. It's like three yeah. scenes. Yes, but but he's that's fine. Really good, and you know why? Because there's a lot of other stuff to do in Wonka. A lot of stuff. They gotta make
2: chocolate. They gotta make chocolate. Um, so just to just to yeah, we
1: should basically wrap be home with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: wrap
4: Wonka. We all
1: like Wonka. Griffin apparently thinks he should you know have a switchblade or something. But apart from that, like, <laughs> yeah, I want to be really edgy and <laughs> gritty. We should play the box office game for Wonka, but yeah. Any final Wonka thoughts? Obviously, everyone wins. They defeat the cartel. I I think
0: I'm less effusive than most people, and they're like, I I've called out the things that were a little like I just wanted a little more there, but I fully enjoyed this movie, and I think it's like clearly working. And I do think if if, to build a bridge to Aquaman, right, this is kind of leaders, uh, great kings build bridges. This is true.
1: It's a little, little metaphor. Metaphor is
2: going to save your ass, Griffin. There is an
1: interesting
0: thing
2: mm-hmm.
0: of this year being like all these old sort of franchises, the automatic people will go to see the fifth of blank yeah. have been collapsing, right? And people are like, audiences want to see new things. But the new things aren't, like, wholly new. The new things are... It's Barbie. It's Wonka. This is a thing we have familiarity with. Right, right. But it's, like, a new version of it. It's a thing that we haven't seen in a while. Like, that helps, too. Wonka has this thing of, like, it's the Barbie thing. It's the Oppenheimer thing where Nolan's basically his own franchise, you know? Super Mario, where it's, like, we haven't had a proper movie of this You know, these things where it's like, we want things we have a lot of affinity for. Audiences are still a little scared to just go all in on something that's totally fresh to them. Mm -hmm. But the the through line with all of these, except for Super Mario, uh, is like letting someone with a strong vision really do their version of it. Mm -hmm. And like Top Gun Maverick is the same thing, where it's like, we haven't had this character in decades. 100%. 100%. You know, and I do think Wonka, like part of what is exciting people who are seeing it are like, this is reminding me of the things I liked about the previous version of, of this, of the book, of all my fun childhood memories. But it's not just reserving it to me, it's recontextualizing, it's putting new elements into it, putting new ingredients in the chocolate. You
3: Great. know? When that song at the end and Noodle is being reunited with her mom,
2: Oh, my God. Pure imagination,
0: you're saying, when they when they kick in pure imagination.
2: Use, oh, my God. The use of pure imagination in that. It oh, destroyed In that me. moment. It's yeah. fucking lovely. That's it a, really it's, is. It's lovely It's a AF. good ass song.
1: Yeah. yeah. It is a nice song. Yeah. But this movie is
0: doing well. It opened well. I even think people are being a little hesitant in their estimates. I mean, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be whatever. But, like, they're still saying, like, when I'm seeing the numbers of the projections of how... Aquaman is expected to do this weekend and the other opening films I feel like they're all lowballing Wonka where I'm like I think this thing is just gonna fucking play straight through until early January the whole holiday quarter this is the thing that everyone's gonna see
1: it opened to 39 million dollars Griffin
0: yeah, which is number one.
1: Really good for the weekend
0: before Christmas, which and is wait. always a little low and tends to multiply uh, like. Wait, actually,
2: like, did you guys realize the Marvel's open to forty five million and everyone called that a flop, but Wonka's who, getting who, celebrated? Who
3: is
1: this? Right. What cursed person
3: are you
2: channeling? Right. You're not on Twitter anymore. I this know
1: it's every, every time someone tells me what's going on on there, I don't you know. Regret that. And then
2: people are like, Do you not understand like math? Yeah, Yeah. also, exactly, right? The Marvel... It just, I'm also, holiday season not is this
0: weird, like, fucking steroids. Like, if something opens to whatever, it multiplies so crazy. I mean, here's okay. the example... Also,
3: all the people who dug up the menu of the steak, okay, they're wrong, because <laughs> I said on the
1: story, it was a special. It was a yeah. special. I didn't it was know the menu. price. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. not the regular steak. It's not
3: the regular steak. Yes. Right.
1: They were offering yeah. you a fancy steak. Yeah, everyone's wrong about this. He paid
0: so much more than that, so much that my... Bank would not allow me to buy the gift card. And
1: look, the other thing though is, though there were four wontons in there, whether or not they were infusing the water, the wontons were and in that the was water. The plan?
0: Whether the water or not had flavor? Right.
1: Uh, Wait, not entirely known. Listen is, to our Patreon.
0: Yeah, right. you should subscribe. It's really good. This was in the ranking the it? or the the pitching, uh,
2: pitching the walk. The walks, five, which five dollars a month though. I don't know. I
1: Griffin, have you? I think I, it's, I think Griffin has valued twice the price. Yeah, Griffin. I assume you haven't listened to our Pitching the Walks episode? No, I will never listen to them. I regret to inform you that it is a complete triumph. That sucks. On Wonka levels.
4: That sucks.
1: And we're probably just going to have to keep doing bullshit like that forever.
2: Well, Just give JD like his little thing every year.
0: I just want to like, here's the perfect example of what we're talking about. Why like opening weekend math for movies coming out the weekend before Christmas means nothing. Night at the Museum, 15 years ago. Opens to 30 in this exact same like right before Christmas weekend and ends up at 250 domestic. Right. Now, I'm Wonka's not saying probably that's not what Wonka is going to do. Yeah, but it legs. is this thing where like any usual rule of multiplier disappears. If you have a movie that appeals to families that comes out and is in that Christmas to New Year stretch where people are stuck in homes together and are like, we got to go out and just It'll fucking a see million something.
2: domestic, I think. A million? If it, I mean, a hundred. <laughs> it's
0: gonna make
1: one million. One million dollars.
4: Number two, at the box
0: office. Yes, Griffin, no, it's, it's gonna uh, go way
3: above
4: a yeah. hundred.
1: Number two, at the box office that week was, uh, honestly, kind of the heartwarming surprise of blockbuster season. Heartwarming, like super- everyone was kind of ignoring it, and it it's done surprisingly well, and had really good legs. It's sort of the start of a new oh, franchise, oh, probably. The uh,
0: Hunger Games songs, "Snakes Ballads Ballad of Songbirds,
1: yes, snakes. has just, just been holding like a fucking champ. People want to see it because one, it's good, and two, like you know, it's also, being presented them
0: kind well. Of another example of like a franchise that was fully on ice for ten years
1: right people have had some time to build they up they actually nostalgia. gave the, this, and it's a good movie
0: the, it's a problem with a lot of these
1: other franchises is
0: they're not disappearing for long enough to make people miss them
1: Francis Lawrence is good number three at the yeah, box office it's
0: a film we covered Rachel will be on the show again soon yes
1: it's a will. very soon it's a film we've covered very soon in fact yeah when I say very soon I mean two episodes from now
0: yeah very yes. soon. <laughs> well don't okay but, well come on uh, number three is a film we've covered on the
1: podcast yep very uh, recently. boy in the Heron. yes doing great Highest grossing G-Kids, highest grossing Miyazaki ever.
2: It is so thrilling. It was thrilling to listen to that episode and have you guys completely lowball the bar. We haven't considered the possibility it could be
1: the number one movie in America. we had not. Uh, Number four, another Japanese film that did uh, better than everyone expected. Godzilla Minus One. That's the other real kind of Cinderella story of the
4: season. love that story. Yeah.
0: And and by the way, G-Kids like very wisely kind of capitalized on the momentum of like America showed up in droves for this subtitled Japanese movie and loved it. Right. I do think that carried over to the next weekend where people were like, fuck it, let's go see the Miyazaki.
1: Yeah, right. They're supposed to be good, right? Let's check out his first movie in 10 years.
0: I think it's an underreported story in general that I it, it is one of the rare areas. I will give Netflix credit. I think Netflix has actually conditioned American audiences to be less allergic to subtitles. With the presence of foreign TV shows that have gotten really big, I just hear people watching like, "Oh, have you seen this like German murder show?" Yeah. And people watch a lot of foreign. TV and I'm like, now. these are people who
1: I thought would never see a foreign language film, and are now watching number five at the box office, office. Anyway. it's better than any of the other movies we've mentioned. It was directed by our friend Richard Lawson.
2: Oh, Trolls and World. I, look, Tour? I said it in Band a recent together. episode. Kind of
1: underperforming. It still
0: yeah. hasn't hit hundred million dollars in a month.
1: No, it hasn't. It's made ninety. It's just like creeping Have tonight. Have you made $90 million this year? This year? No.
0: In any also, previous year?
1: No. no. Collectively across my entire life? Not even close. Uh, also, uh, Wish, uh, which is uh, doing, great, uh, doing great, doing great, doing good. What's it up to? 55. Oh well, that's my. pretty good for an opening weekend, right? <laughs> oh my God. You've got uh, Christmas with the Chosen Holy Night, a film that's that a I Disney directed. Princess Musical.
2: Griffin, I know, I know.
1: Uh, you've got Napoleon, which uh, you're like, oh, it only made 57, 58 domestically. That's yeah, not so great, but it's, it's all doing really money. well worldwide. Yeah. But it's also, you know, that that. that. Old Napoleon, that's a brand name. In also, Europe. I'll He's just tell the good. quickest
0: version of the story. We thought my grandmother um, had died. My family sent me over to check on her in her apartment. I thought I was going to have to break down the door. In fact, she was watching Napoleon with her headphones on. And Involving film sh- d- didn't check her phone
1: for three hours. Uh, number that's a fun thing I went queen. through this week. Number yes. nine of the box office renaissance: a film by Beyonce, uh, which I've not seen yet, and I, sounds great. Yeah, go check it out. It's it's still playing. Yeah, uh, and number ten, poor things. You mm-hmm. seen poor things yet? I haven't yet. I haven't Waiting either. to see it mm-hmm. with a friend.
2: This and this, like post Christmas, pre New Year's week, is going to be Big me just up. going to every movie theater yeah. in Texas, watching whatever is available to me because I have not seen anything besides Aquaman, Aquaman two, and Wonka.
0: I hear movie theaters are bigger in Texas.
2: Everything's bigger in Texas. David's
1: wow. getting a phone call.
2: <gasps> this is a great time oh to take God. a break. Anyway, is, yes. this, is this the Lowe's guy?
0: Okay, I'm gonna pee, you, but let's keep recording on David having the Lowe's conversation. Just bleep out.
3: He's third. he's walking away. Okay, we'll be right back
4: after these messages.
0: Aquaman. (laughs) David just got some bad girl news. It's fine. I'm trying to lighten the mood by just saying the name of the character whose movie we saw yesterday. We all saw yesterday. Mm -hmm. David, the critic screenings happened Thursday morning.
1: Uh, No, I think it was Wednesday night. But it was one of those things where it was like, do I see it with the critics a night before I can just see it with regular folk? All the way uptown versus just going to the Alamo draft house with my friend Marie. Okay. And in honor of a film about brotherhood, mm-hmm. my brother Joey Sims. Jo- I
2: didn't know Joey. Yeah. He-, he
1: tagged along. He was like, When are you seeing Aquaman? What's the deal? And I was like, I'm doing this. And he was like, I'm just going to come.
2: I asked David during the movie, I was like, Who is the Orm and who is the Aquaman in the Sims family? And you just got David's like. Aquaman and Joey's yeah. Orm. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah I agree. He, that's what he said. Yeah. I
1: thought I, like, I, I, I was like, I mean, I guess I'm Aquaman. I mean, it's not like I'm a one to one with Jason Momoa. <laughs> no. And Joey's <laughs> a lot more jovial than Orm. <laughs> well, you do yes. wear
3: leather bracelets pretty regularly. I do. This that's party. right. Lots and of
2: a... rings.
3: <laughs> yeah. I really jangle when I walk. <laughs> you love getting
0: pissed in the mouth. Yeah. Oh. oh, oh. Do think. Three different creatures do it to him
1: over the course of this movie. Uh, he gets pissed in twice by three, uh, uh, three times by two creatures.
2: It's a baby, okay. baby twice and, and then, then um, octopus, octopus once.
1: once. Yeah, and okay. with the octopus, they didn't need to clarify that it was pissed, and then he says, but, "Was that pissed?"
2: Yeah, they did sure. anyway because it was so funny.
1: Griffin and I saw it in 4DX. We did. We got,
3: pissed,
2: pissed on. on. We did. Well, you know what? You'd be surprised <laughs> to hear that they in fact. were
3: too cowardly. To spray us down in the piss moments. I
0: got pissed. I, ben, I turned to you and you well, kept that sounds on like a personal throwing thing. your hands <laughs> up. piss
3: moments. Like, I got nothing.
0: I definitely got piss in the face when Aquaman was peed on. I got water spritz. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I don't know if your chair wasn't working. Let's also say we got there. When I bought the tickets, there was no one else in our little row. It was like a banquet of four seats. And we got there and there was a woman sitting in one of our four seats and she was like, do you have all three of these? And I was like, "You can it's, it's, enjoy that seat. So correct. we sat in our two seats. Wait, wait, Union Square, correct? Union Square 40X. The only one I've ever been to. This woman was, and I obviously say this with no judgment from experience, yep. was wearing a medical bracelet that seemed to belie that she had maybe recently been released from a hospital, discharged. A thing that I, of course, did when I went to go see F9. You sure did. Straight from hospital to movie. Yep. Yep. Uh, she was vaping throughout the entire film. Uh, the first 10 minutes of the movie, she was on her phone looking up showtimes for other movies on the Regal app. Yep. So,
2: like Wonka, because yes. she was trying, she's a listener to the podcast. She was trying to just, you know. But she was just in the
0: chair, which is shaking, water being squirted in her face. Yeah. A 3D movie. Her glasses are not on. She's just looking down at her phone while the, the chair is shaking her. And then, about halfway through the movie, she took out a series of bags that all had different prepped foods,
3: including a wrapped sandwich.
0: Right. She took out like Tupperware that was wrapped in like tin foil. She was having a fucking ball of the time. Yeah.
2: How crowded was the theater? It was 70% full. Yeah. And this was like during the day. That's not know. bad. No, seven, for 7 p.m.
4: Especially. It was oh. the
2: first oh,
0: okay. 40X showing of the day. Oh, okay. Right. Right.
2: Why did I think you guys were going at like three o'clock? Because the, the choice afternoon?
0: was either sing at three o'clock in Times Square right. Christmas weekend or right. see at seven o'clock at Union Square. Right. And we chose Union Square and we got wet. I do think this is a movie that maybe gains a half star from sitting in a properly calibrated 40X chair. they were
1: doing this. That's which, what I like. Okay. So, so it's giving you your own Titanic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it
0: was very gentle. It was yeah. like a little spotlight. Because in action sequences, they're shaking you around, yeah, but just. Yeah, yeah when he's just kind of floating, there was just a nice little sort of gentle kind of ebb. Right. Which I liked. And and the movie theater pissed in my mouth at several points in the movie. I got a bucket of popcorn and that spritzed too. water into it. You liked it. I, look, Ben said, did you like that when
1: the movie <laughs> ended? And I went, this is exactly the kind
0: of, this is the flavor of silly
1: bullshit I enjoy. You knew that... Th- you were going to have the best time seeing Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom yeah. in 4DX getting pissed all over your I face. I just
0: think there. this movie, <laughs> like, this is what we talked about at the beginning, but this movie is being presented, us, <laughs> presented to us with a tone by the people who made and are releasing the films of, by the way, this doesn't matter Enjoy, right? Yes. This is a movie that feels deeply inessential in almost every single way. I would agree. And yet I'm just like, there are cool things that happen in this movie.
1: I think this movie has lots of cool things happening. It's got
0: like a lot of imagination and energy and it is like, I I was trying to define like what is it about this movie that I am tolerating versus my like complete exhaustion with the Marvel thing and it's like the Marvel thing is existing at two extremes of a certain type of comedy that is all about deflating the self-importance of what's going on, right? We are making jokes at the expense of How silly is it that we're even doing that
2: in this movie?
0: Well, I think the jokes in this are more like they're not acting like the movie doesn't matter, which I think something like Quantumania is making jokes that are like...
2: literally just said that everyone in the movie feels like it doesn't matter. Like this is the most like this movie doesn't matter. Well, let me unpack this.
0: Let me unpack this, okay? Quantumania is a perfect example for me. And I don't think it's the worst Marvel movie, but it's like 50% like... Isn't that funny? And 50% like... Meet Kang, the most important person who has ever lived that, with a tragic backstory. The thing
1: with Quantum Mania is, it felt like half the movie, the Quantum Verse stuff, yes, was going for Aquaman. Right here, we are in silly, gloppy land. Like you'll meet a goo man or whatever. With, with, with I would which say, I could be charmed by. Be, yes. I
0: don't think the movie has half the visual no. imagination that no, this film
1: does. James Wan remembers to bring lights to his yes. set. For yes. example, that's what I
2: did tell David. I said I like all of the, pro- the I like colors, the, the production design and. and- e- the sets. movie is bright enough where I can see what's going on. I
0: kept thinking this movie looks like a modern digital version of like the Showa era Godzilla. Right. Like the classic Godzilla, like peak bright colors, like w- weird people in, in silver uniform. And I'm sure James Bond would appreciate you saying
4: that.
1: like yeah. you know, yeah, In that's... a way, I like appreciate but it. But then, of course, the biggest problem of fucking Quantumania, right, is Kang being introduced in that movie with... The irritating to me, like, cinematic universe flavor of, like, get ready, guys, for right. the next Thanos. And I'm like, fuck off. And like, even let just cipher, like, like, you don't understand my tragic backstory of what
0: happened when I was trapped in the quantum realm. Like, it's it's the worst version of both things. I think none of the comedy in this movie really works. But I also think the comedy in this movie is more of the, like, bad, that's gotta hurt and then that happened variety rather than the sort of, like, Marvel... We're trying to, like, do the Mad Magazine parody of our movie in real time so you can't mock us for taking this seriously.
2: I I still feel like that's my problem with Aquaman. I don't like Jason Momoa. I
1: am inclined to agree with you. Here's my thing. I don't really love him either, or at least this version of him yeah. that's increasingly getting unlocked with this and yeah. Fast X yeah. of him being like all the silly bullshit. Because
0: like I he think used funny, to be a
1: fairly serious. I think like, quote actor. unquote funny
0: Jason Momoa is one of my least favorite personas exactly. in modern yes, media. It I don't like his SNL hosting jobs. I don't. I I think Fast I was, X is basically a performance you should have been sent to the Hague
1: for. In what is my least favorite movie of the year? I think of things like he was in that uh, Sundance show, The Red Road. Yeah. It's like he used to do stuff like that. Now he's doing this. Yeah. Aquaman is about, I can take it the easiest in Aquaman because. The first one you're saying. Yes, the or first this one. Is, this Well,
0: in this one, I'm really starting to be like, okay, The first buddy. Aquaman has the scene that is, I would argue, the high point of the film narratively, where he goes to the bar and you think right he's going to rough all these guys up, and then it cuts to like a montage of him having the best night with all these salty fishermen. And you're like, that is the strike I'm smiling,
1: thinking about it. But
0: that's the exact midpoint of... Yeah. This is a party dude. You lean into everything that feels intimidating about Jason Momoa, and you cut it with like 20% comedy.
1: And Momo is in a mode now where he's like, huh, I'm really funny. And people agree that I'm funny and like it makes money and like. And maybe I'm like
0: 75 percent comedian, 25 percent action star. That stuff for me is disastrous. And it's 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 tough, arguably. And I don't think most people will report it this way. I think that is the single biggest thing this movie has going against it. When you actually just engage with it as a film, away from the branding, the cloud which, of the DC which thing. Which, to
1: be clear, in a business perspective, you basically can't, you can't do what you're saying. You can't. You Like, the reasons for this film's success or failure are so removed from anything in the movie. Yeah. Yes, Like, to, to an extent that's even right. As we were already in the preamble to all this at the start of this episode... Four hours ago. Yeah. Um, you know, like... Four cups of Wunkalicious Grumshalicious. Guys, I'm
2: starting to crash hard. Slush, slush, too. Slush.
0: Yeah, well, why did you guys drink? Time for
3: another cup. Oh, you. I, can't. I just wanted to say, when I poured it down the drain, a little green goblin came out went <laughs> <laughs> Look,
2: the first cup
3: you have to get up. The second cup you have just to get
0: even. At a certain point, you're just striving to maintain even.
2: I feel like I'm a chocoholic now. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, Aquaman. But in Aquaman, I like almost
1: everything around him so much. And this movie is actually, dare I say, a little light on Momoa. Yeah. Like, it's... He's barely the star of it. No, it's an ensemble film. Look, I think this movie... So I survived like him being like, you know, like yeah. all that stuff.
0: It's a movie we have not talked about much on this podcast outside of just the box office performance. Yeah. But I think like the single biggest thing that people are observing in The Marvels is that is the first Marvel movie that feels like Marvel is conceding we just need to get this over with, right? Yeah. That movie is so clearly edited down in a way where it's like we're rushing through this... And you can feel the absence of sections. Right. Right? Right. And there's a panic to that movie that I think even the worst Marvel movies don't have to them where they're sort of selling the confidence of like, you guys are in on this, right? Marvels, you feel the panic. This movie which didn't screen for critics until 24 hours before it came out. Correct.
1: As of last night, there were only like six reviews on ha- Rotten Tomatoes. Has been reshot a zillion times totally. and like gone through stories. eight iterations of right. whatever I his story like, was. Is this going right. to be the
0: most like shambled, like right. cut together from four corpses, Frankenstein, right. like cut down movie? Far, it's maybe. under two hours. I do think this movie does not under two
2: hours. It's two hours. Really?
0: Minutes. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's about two hours. long. I don't think this movie feels as wildly misshapen or disjointed or like cut to bits as I was inclined to believe. But it also does have this thing to like go to the Elaine May ecology of the film. I'm like, I don't know what his version of this was. I don't know what the purest version of this movie was. I'd love to see someone lay out all the different versions they thought they were making at different times it does have that editing thing where it's like, by cutting it down to two hours, the movie kind of has no rhythm. It's not herky-jerky, but it has no rhythm in a way where also nothing kind of lands totally properly, where you're like, yes, Momoa is ostensibly the lead.
1: Right, but not not in terms of stopwatch running time. But
0: also, it's not like it feels like anyone else is getting more narrative bandwidth. It's just kind of a movie of two hours
1: of shit happening. Here's my thing. And I think most of that shit looks cool. My guess is that at all points in the production of this film and writing of this film. It had yeah. these elements which are present in the film. Aquaman is the king. Yes. He needs to go on a buddy cop Tango and Cash style adventure with Orm Yes, to fight Black Manta, the villain we seeded in the first film who will now be the main villain and is, you know, got a magic right. tribe. And this
0: element of Aquaman settled
1: down. He has a wife. He has a child now. now. Going, right, and the job's
0: know. kind of annoying. The balance, the work-life balance. Your classic Shrek 4. Of
1: course. Forever after situation. Now, like that, like, it's obvious that from beginning to end, that was always the basic plan for this movie. Right. Right. He and Orm, you know, villains, right. You know, uh, enemies to friends. They will unite and they will find Black Santa, our main villain.
0: This is what I find interesting. And this is also why why it's like so hard to talk about the behind the scenes of these Marvel DC movies now, because you have so many accounts that are truly just posting fan fiction. Right. It, right. Like a couple of years ago, it was like, oh, they're YouTubers who post hour long videos saying a close source. And you're like, anonymous close source. What the fuck is this? Right. And then you had other news sites citing these YouTubers who quoted anonymous sources. Now I go on Instagram and they're just posts that are like, Cary Grant confirmed to play Dr. Doom in new Fantastic Four movie. No attribution, no source. Like people just post shit and it's wild. So there've been so many false narratives around this movie that it's hard to know what exactly went on at different points. Here are the two things that seem very clear to me. One, everything you just stated was always James Wan's intent for the second movie. basic pitch, right? And it's set up in the first movie, basically, right? right? But, like, he obviously loves Patrick Wilson and was like, I want second movie to be Orm Aquaman brother buddy comedy. Love Orm. And anyone anyone who's watching the first movie is like, Orm's popping. Orm pops. The second part of this, by all accounts, is after the first movie is... A bizarre success. I just think like... It is a somewhat bizarre success, yes. Momoa went on Jimmy Fallon at the beginning of this weird funereal press tour, and the arc of their interview was Jimmy Fallon being like, well, first of all, let's like roll back the clock five years, because it's been five years and everyone forgets. Right. People forget that everyone was making fun of this movie, Seem to think it was going to flop. Right. And then it made a billion dollars. Right. And it's just Momo and Fallon being like, yeah, we want to remind everyone. Everyone did like this movie. When it came out, it was very successful and warmly received. Right. Not everyone liked it, but you know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. was like one of two DC movies at that point that were sort of just like widely accepted. Wonder Woman and Aquaman were the two that were like, fuck, it seems like they're maybe onto something. Right. It's working. They've owned different tones. These two movies made a lot of money. Aquaman made a ton of movie right. money. A ton of movie. Right. It is it, a ton of movie. It felt like the context Fallon and Momoa are trying to put out there was like, this is not a sequel that no one demanded. We know it's five years later and things feel different and now everyone's confused by it. Right. But this was not wheeled into the world as a movie that no one wanted right. to make. And then Momoa starts talking about the other side of this, which is when the movie is a surprise hit and suddenly Momoa like, seems to have more juice than any other actor in the DC stable at that point. He does the classic Downey Jr. after Iron Man. I'm renegotiating. I'm getting a bigger salary. But also a little bit of the Steven Seagal on deadly ground. Actually,
1: I think I have things I want to say. with. It's got to be about something. He has a story credit on this film.
2: He does. He yes. Sure does.
1: He brings his friend in. Uh, and they T- Thomas Sibbett.
0: I think. Work really hard on a very long scriptment and bring it They're into made- Warner Brothers. Yes. Oh, it's, it's a, a word. Joke. Halfway it's between a, a script and a treatment. It's a, it's a, made made up, a proper word. Of Hollywood use. word. Yeah. Love that. It's a proper word. And they bring it in and they're like, this is what we want Aquaman 2 to be. And kind of James change. Wan is like, I am the main author of these movies and I already have been working on my thing. And I think there was a little bit of a like, I don't want to do another Aquaman unless you take my story ideas seriously. I will say to Momoa's credit, his main interest seemed to be, I want to use this character to communicate larger themes of global warming and a human mm-hmm. responsibility, mm-hmm. which is a noble because mm-hmm. But he, there there does feel like from the beginning, there were these two things of Juan being like, here's the sequel I set up that I want to make. And Momoa being like, Aquaman has to look straight down the lens of the camera and tell the audience that we need to take this seriously.
2: We need to restore the balance between nature and humanity.
1: There's nothing wrong with thinking that Aquaman should be about climate change because it makes yeah. like the oceans are certainly like the, the the front line of where right. we're seeing that happen. Yeah. So, and the but, first movie has some of this kind of like, like, they're poisoning the seas. That's why
2: am, we have to fight I them. So, I am so dumb that like my first thought was like, but isn't there, isn't global warming mean like there's going to be more water? So isn't that better for them? Oh,
1: you're saying it's like good news for them. Right? Right. right, right. Kind of. Yeah. But uh, then it's like, oh
2: no, no. No, to be clear, be it's killing off and it's making them right. sick. Yes. And yes. it's also the trash, right? Yes. Trash yes, yes. To be water. clear,
1: global warming is bad for the world's oceans. Right. Like, <laughs> yes. And like also the currents could be disrupted. There's all kinds I know, of things. Very...
2: When you think of things like currents, like, does that really affect them? I
1: guess. Yes. Yes, because currents carry cold water to warm areas and warm area to cold waters. It's part
2: of No, I mean basic them. I ecology. Mean, no, but I mean like the the people of Atlantis. I don't Are understand. Are you asking
1: me How the to f- evaluate how climate change would affect the lives of magic made up people yes, live in the ocean? Because that is the
2: point of the movie. <laughs> well,
1: it affects our like, air.
2: We're getting sick. And I'm affects, like is it cuz it's hot? It
1: affects our air. Their air is water. So by all means, it makes sense that it would affect their version of air,
4: water. Okay.
0: All this to say, though, is just that, like, it feels like James Wan was like, I will figure out the bare minimum of what Jason needs me to put into the movie to make him happy. Right. And just work that kind of clunkily into the movie I want to make. Totally. So my my projection. My
2: favorite part of this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Is when he goes to break Orm out of desert prison.
0: Yes, That's the thing that happened. Before. Orm is very skinny because he hasn't had enough water. They've right, been limiting his water.
2: So they they call them ascetics. Uh huh. I forget. I forget the, the, the act. They're they're described as ascetics who okay. like are former fish people sure. who now live in the desert, and they don't they they drink. Blood because they don't have any water. Oh yeah, and they only have enough blood slash water to keep them alive, but they're very dry.
3: Yeah, I mean, this movie it it swings pretty extremely between wet and dry, which the first movie did too. There's desert yeah. stuff in the first, movie. sure, but As this well. has desert fish people. Which Ben
0: right. was like really leaning, going like, "Did we see them in the first movie? They're new, no, right? We have <laughs> yeah. these guys so before." In
1: the first film, it is made clear, of course, there are the four existing kingdoms of Atlantis. Confusingly, one of them is called Atlantis. Yes. <laughs> and then of and then course
2: they're, they're the redheaded people. The
1: redheaded with people. Dolph Lundgren. I'm gonna look this up because I keep forgetting uh, who are essentially uh the um Australia of okay. Atlantis in that they are a former prison colony sure. that then liberated themselves and they oh. are called Zebel. James Wan, of course, Australian. Yes. And then there's the brine king people who are crabs and then the fisherman kingdom who we're are not herb jumping people. Jumping over the brine king. We're not gonna, love the brine.
4: We're Brian gonna king. get
1: back to them. But like those are the four kingdoms. Sure. Then there is the fifth kingdom, which is the desert people. Sure. Who we are told like retreated to a land that then became a desert, and then they died. Uh-huh. And that's like where when they visit the desert people—that's where they went thought They, once they were, were the
2: fish people.
1: No, no, that's the fisherman kingdom, who are basically like mermaid coded.
2: No, no, no. I know that. That's but the
1: Jamanhunsu kingdom I, from the first movie? I believe so. Yes. I can't even yes. remember Shimon.
2: Yes. So, but right. Orm yeah. is in prison controlled by the fish people because he killed the fish king in the first movie. He is movie. in
1: prison for killing a fish person. But the, but it is, but but not, the desert people are said, the ones. No, who they,
2: said that, they said that the fish kingdom has jurisdiction over do. this desert. They do. But, but I then think I think they
0: allocated him to the dry prison. To these, right. to these they creeps. are the
1: ones who arrested him. Right. Then, of course, the sixth kingdom is the trench, who we just sadly don't get to see in this movie, but now we're in the last movie, and which Murray, is basically fucked up, you know, trench fish. Do you know was also announced as it was supposed
0: to have its own spin-off movie, The Trench, which James Wan then later announced the trench movie was kind of a secret backdoor manta sequel spin-off.
1: Whatever. Which
0: also feels like another story movie that this movie is trying to work in of like, well, now we have to do the manta stuff we weren't gonna do in the spin-off movie. To give him the screen time? I don't know. David's checking
1: his watch, literally. Uh, my watch buzzed. Um, not sure why. Uh, you know how your watch just buzzes. And then, of course, there is the Lost Kingdom dealt right. within this film. Necris. Which you would need to unite the seven. The, the Lost Long- Kingdom, as I call it. Promised. Um, underwater Mordor. Yes. Sure.
2: Very, very Mordor-coded. Right. But my favorite part of this movie is when Orm is really skinny because he's been in the desert. Too dry. He's too dry. Then he has to lay down in the water.
1: Yeah. He's crawling towards it because those fuckers are going to get him. And,
2: and then he's got to get to the ocean. David Sim go- Sims goes, oh, it's going to be like one of those things, like those sponge things that like, get big. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, Patrick Wilson arri- like rises up from the surf. And he is just jacked as shit. Is this is.
0: the most handsome he has ever looked on screen? He it is kind is of. I know he fifty years old. He is an he unbelievably beautiful phenomenal. man, and he always looks. Oh, he's good. been in good shape. He's always but, been but in good he, shape. I, but even just facially, I'm like the amount of scruff he has in this.
2: I want to get railed by Orm. He, I want to
1: get. you Marie. I gotta be right there with you or you can like let me at him afterwards. Let's yeah. make
2: it clear. We're talking about Orm
1: the Ocean Master. Correct.
4: Although he's, he's lost his or- he's he's title
1: and he doesn't get to wear his but you frilly know what? Honestly, silver mask. I
4: think
2: he should be the Ocean Master.
1: Yeah, Marie was basically like, I hope this movie ends with him becoming king again. Marie was Aquaman rooting for that.
2: clearly doesn't give a shit but then Orm makes
1: a nice speech about it
2: no I know and I know it's nice but like I just think he should be like Orm you know what you're doing here like you take it over I Orm just,
1: Marius to, I had to look up his last name Orm yeah. Marius
0: Could, the former just go master. with
1: what you're saying Griffin sure. he has the body of a guy who made his directorial debut this year with a, a surprising director. box office sensation yeah <laughs> you know where he's like I can do anything. anything he directed an insidious movie this year Ben and insidious it was like a box five? office hit yep The, the Red, Red Door? Door The Red Door that's yeah, that's awesome. Great for him. He's just yeah. one of
3: these guys who, honestly,
0: like, yeah, who like Marsden has one of these careers I love, where it's like this guy just does
1: a bit of everything. Yeah. He does a bit of everything. He's talented, but I do think he is pretty unique in that it's like this guy has identified him as his fate. Like James Wan right. loves him. Yes, so he puts him in everything. Yeah, and James Wan just sort of happens to be this like enduring important figure in the culture, like sure. which no one maybe would have seen coming. And you're like, oh, James Wan loves him. He put him in his franchises. James Wan's the Saw guy, right? Is Patrick Wilson in Saw? No, that's the one he's not in. (laughs) Sure, he's in the other three: Aquaman, The Conjuring, and Insidious. Uh Ben, he's in all three of those. But he's Patrick Wilson. He's also in just like all sorts of other shit.
0: He
2: He is. He sure is in Angels in America, which is my what I always think of him as being. But you see his little butt. He is in um, uh, Joel Schumacher's. Phantom of the opera well, as yes. Raul.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's doing his best in that one. That's he a that's was a pretty boring. Curly role. in Oklahoma on Broadway,
0: he's, he taking
2: was.
1: over the Hugh Jackson. And wa-
2: watch he's the night owl. Yes. Well, that's Zack Snyder also loves him. Yeah,
1: yeah it's 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 true. The two DC Universe guys yeah. both like him. But you know why they like him? Talented. Just he so, nice. Rule. So fucking reliable.
0: Did you give him a supporting actor nomination that year for the first Aquaman? For Orm? I know you were debating
1: it. I can't remember if you landed on Best it. Best performance
2: by an orm in a motion picture.
1: I don't think I did. Oh, it's a, it's a pretty good It's 2018, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, five years ago. People yeah. forget that that was five years ago. My supporting actor nominees are Sam Elliott, Starsborn, mm. Michael B. Jordan, Black Panther, mm. Hugh Grant Paddington, too, mm. Brian Tyree Henry, Feel Street Could Talk, mm. and Stephen Young in Burning. That's a good five. Which is a pretty good five. And okay. you gave your award to Young? It was Jordan. Oh, yeah. Now I feel, now that feels crazy, but back but then I, I it was, mean, he was such yeah. an electrifying performer. Yeah. Uh, not that I don't like him now. It's just that like, I'd like to see him do it something is different. wild and, you know, when like, he shows up
0: for fucking one minute of Black Panther 2. It's the most juice that movie has. It's the most juice there. the movie has. And it's the most juice he's had on screen where for that one minute you're
1: like, Can we please get this back? Like, I really loved Creed 3, and I think he's totally solid in it. He does a better job as a director in that movie than he does as a movie star. What's interesting about that movie is his directing style, not his performance.
0: And Jonathan Majors, who I'm checking here as a person who doesn't exist anymore, is clearly the one who's got the kind of energy in that film that Jordan had 10 years ago, where when we were just like, well, this guy, undeniably the movie star of his generation.
1: Right. right, He is the dude. And it's just like he's he's lost the juice a little bit. I yeah. don't know. Okay, so the film Aquaman of the Lost Kingdom, like you say, Momoa has a story credit and then eventually David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick, right, who wrote uh, The Second and Third Conjurings. Correct. And uh, some other sort of is horror stuff. a long stuff, guy. He's
0: an atomic monster guy.
1: Um, Comes in and he has the only screenplay credit. Sure. Um, And it is a film about Arthur Curry and Orm fighting Black Manta. No.
0: Can I say a thing I find very fascinating about this movie? And I find it refreshing. And perhaps it's refreshing in a way that is purely reactionary on my part to superhero fatigue. Fair. For this being the weird, accidental, final
1: DCEU movie yes. e- ever or whatever, yes, it's right? It's possible that the final image in the history of D.C. is going to be Patrick Wilson
0: eating a cockroach. Bug burger. <laughs> Or eating a bug burger. He sure does. Which we we'll going. Get, hmm, we'll get to Ben's complaint at the end of the movie, which I think is really valid and needs to be given its space. Okay. Ben's nodding very seriously. There was right a now. final image Ben was waiting for that didn't happen, and he walked out of the theater genuinely angry. Okay. Well. Okay. It wasn't a bit. It was a like. It's when Ben gets really frustrated. At ben is I, and I, And I, I know it. I know that Ben face. Yeah. You know the. We all know the Ben's energy.
2: Ben's mouth is in a tight frown right now.
0: Oh God. The the op-ed he would write. What shape is Ben's
2: mouth today? Downward spire smile, <laughs> tight, <laughs> tight,
0: upside down you. Yeah. Um, uh, Bug Burger. All this, all this to say, this feels like such a weirdly old school sequel. In that, like, versus the playbook of how all of these movies work now—not just superhero movies, but all sorts of franchise building—you're like, this movie does not really introduce any major new characters. This no. is a movie that brings back everyone from the first movie and just sort of shakes up dynamics. A- everyone but one. Uh, the one person they don't bring back is
1: Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. They're the one like, person he, who stayed uh, dead. Zuko. He didn't die in the last one. I couldn't remember. They they say like he dies in between. the play. Killed your mentor. Clearly, apparently he just was busy. Okay. And well, I guess they were probably yeah, like. I'm there's... really
2: glad I saw this movie with David because the entire time I was just. And like, you had
1: just watched the first. I just movie?
2: watched Aquaman that one. same day. No, the night before. Okay. Um, and I was not super into it the fir- i i that's the movie starts uh-huh. and it starts both movies start the same way which is like uh someone getting like canted angle pushed against a wall like or sure. in the middle of action yeah. it really is exciting to watch and then yeah. the first movie opens with nicole kidman like doing a lot of really <laughs> fun physical acting eating a goldfish yes. and i was like oh my god this movie is like looney tunes i love it yes then it just like the plot starts and I lose interest. But
0: I, I kind of agree with you, although I just think like the energy of that movie wins the day for me. But I really kind of don't care about the script of that film. Yeah, but I, I just, think the performances, yeah. the energy, the visuals—all visuals, the visuals all of that, are really fun. And yeah, I,
2: I like how like self. I, I like how silly it is without being self. Like it's, it's, it, it's it takes a very seriously. specific tone
0: that I do think. I watch these movies and like. Look, I don't think either film was particularly good or particularly functional. Not fucked up. I, oh, I'm, not I'm not okay, saying this. I'm not saying this. But I, uh, uh, Flash and Shazam 2, I skipped both in theaters. I watched Shazam on a plane. I watched Flash at home on HBO Max months later. I think I was a little warmer on both
1: movies than most people. I, I think Flash is good. I did not like Shazam 7.
0: But in both cases, I'm, I, am i i like, I at least feel like this final burst of DC movies are putting absolutely insane wackadoo comic book imagery on screen without any concern for it looking cool in any like tough way. Mm -hmm. Like they're finally realizing like the fucking unicorn shit in Shazam. I think there's a lot of stuff that isn't executed on a technical level in Flash, but is like that is genuinely a new design idea I have not seen in a blockbuster, which I have to give it credit for. And this movie just has like the goofiest sort of like four color, super expansive world building shit where I just love the feeling of James Wan has all of this figured out in his head. You could probably corner him and he would tell you like, here are the kingdoms, here's their history, this yep. is that. Oh, totally. The movie does not ask you to actually really need to know any of that. It's not like caught up in its own lore in a way that I think feels like, oh, God, why is this homework?
2: But I, I kind of wanted more, more of that.
1: I think this movie probably there's a so Aquaman 1 has the energy you're describing yes where it's kind of like yeah Brian King you know seahorses octopus playing drums ocean master we're gonna throw all this stuff at you pin in it if you want to play if you want to pay attention great sure if not you know what Jason Momoa is here throwing fucking shit at people it looks cool yeah if this movie had come out three years later that movie was a huge hit yeah if this movie come out three years later or if the trench had gotten green right. in between, it could probably go with that of, like, let's get a little deeper. Absolutely. Let's get a little more into the world building. Yes. This movie's coming out five years later. Yeah. And, of course, the DC universe is off the rails and being put in the garbage. So I think there's the Bible, a like, weird just sequel, don't. Where yeah, it's like yeah. Every other, like,
0: superhero sequel is not just, like, here's the hook for blank two or blank three. They're also like, here's how this is going to expand the universe and yeah. set up the next 100%. five things, or expand the DC, universe. right? And this movie's just like, here's another Aquaman adventure with the cast of Aquaman. My- here's some more shit. We're going to introduce some new characters and like new kingdoms, but that's all kind of peripheral. And even the new big bad is just possessing the old big bad from the last movie, or rather, the, the old secondary, bag secondary as bad as the big bad from the first movie now so, becomes a sidekick.
2: It's just, we see all of these exciting new worlds. Yeah. We, we we're in we're with the dry people in the desert,
3: dude. Drill, fucking those ass drill bugs. creatures. Those yeah, bugs, drill with bugs the drill are mouse?
2: cool, but then we also got, we're in Antarctica. We uh, are below the ice.
1: We go below the ice in Antarctica. We go to you know their version of uh, like cantina. You know the like with what Ben said is this is like a wet Max Rebo band. A
0: hundred percent. You know, they've got that. Yeah. And, then and then they then have, they have the, 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 jungle the jungle where, where everything's the too big. the
2: overgrown bugs. There's those
0: know. fucking great, like, octopus ships that look like the Castle in the Sky robots with the segmented yeah. tails no, roll, no, that's roll, that's roll around it's all those cool, rocks. But yeah. I feel
2: like it's like, we, we go there, and then there's like, not enough. They're there for me.
0: Ben, I believe your line when we were walking out was, I just want to see a documentary about these places. Yes, I yeah. wanted
2: more lore. This is crazy for me to say. I wanted more lore. I had so many. The entire time, I was just like, wait, when did this happen? Why is this this way? Orm, when he doesn't have water, gets really skinny. But how come Orm is out in the human world for the entire rest of the movie? How does that work? Okay, oh, uh, he's, he's
1: drinking cups of water. No, 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 I looked this up. Atlanteans can breathe out of water. I forgot about this. I, too, was kind of like, wait, I thought because he's half human, that's why uh, Arthur no, can... They breathe. But all Atlanteans can breathe but out of water. But their strength derives from water. Correct. That's the only difference.
0: So he's. We're just cutting out the parts where he runs over to a water fountain and does a quick refresh. I, I, I propose to you, Marie, that it's not even that I want them to go into the lore or explaining it. It's just that this
1: movie is so rushed and overstuffed. That I'm like, I just want to sit with this stuff more. Yeah. That. So Joey's complaint, if I can air, he says like he said too much throat clearing at the first hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he was kind of like, don't give me just like black mantas. Same plot line again, which is essentially
3: Sea Crime. What,
1: well, see, I could have done with more sea crime, I think. Like you this know, movie so, does have the energy of we assume you don't remember anything from the exactly first it. movie. Right. So like it's like Black Man just like, I want vengeance on Aquaman. And I'm like, You want a vengeance on Aquaman like last time. And they show three flashbacks. Right. So like that's I th- not new.
0: That the other most panicked superhero of the movie, uh movie move of, of the of year, show. the Marvels, does where there are three previously ons to establish characters where they're like we don't know if you watched all the shows. Yeah.
4: yeah.
1: I mean, that that movie, right, has sh- TV shows to contend with, obviously. Um, Aquaman, like, is now king, but he doesn't really fit in Atlantis, and he doesn't like it. You know, it's, Joey was like, we already did that. Like, right. I don't know if that's enough for me. Like, because yeah. Joey and I feel the same about Aquaman 1. A great film, important to the culture. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for its existence. Thank you to everybody. Yeah, And I think we both... This movie is so cursed and it's so lost in the franchise bullshit that we. I'm not only if we had high expectations, sure, but I think we were both going in being like, look, we want to have fun. No one's even minding the store anymore. He's, right. James Wan's probably going to get to do what he wants.
0: That's my thing. I'm like all these stories of them going in for reshoots at the point where this thing is clearly DOA and they're going to dump it. I'm just like, let James Wan just put out whatever the fuck he wants. If you're telling me nothing matters after this movie.
1: I think the problem is they stuffed extra guts into it. And then they came back and they were like, take those guts out. We changed our plans. Yes. Put these new guts in. You know, Batman's appearing, whatever. Some
2: of the reshoots has to do with Amber Heard.
1: No no, 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 it's no, all that. The they, they, she also Keaton,
2: gets sidelined immediately.
1: She's in a lot more of this movie than reports
0: had made it. This is, yeah, this is the thing. Yeah. I mean, this is and this once again gets to like all the bad faith reporting, which is like a lot of nerd just like looking for hit shit where they just make up fake stories. And then you add into the insane political like shit storm of the Amber Heard thing and what she represents now where people were just like all these reshoots are because they're getting rid of her and this whole thing. I believe James Wan's contention that she was never super important to this movie. She's so not in the marketing that everyone assumed, oh, they're going to kill her off five
1: minutes in. Yeah,
4: that's she's not going to be in it, it at all.
1: Instead, she is in it a bunch doing nothing. She, that's the thing. It's like she get when she got sidelined after the first big battle where she's got the scar. I thought the movie was about to pull the like. Anyway, she's got to go to a water hospital. Like, bye-bye, Mira. And by the way, everybody e- say bye-bye. Even the point where she gets scarred, I'm like, she's been in it more up until this <laughs> point she's than I had lines. been led to believe. And then, like, she comes back for the last act of the movie and she's there the whole time the fucking whole time. shooting tornadoes at people just right. like everybody else. It's just like, I am... Yeah, the first movie is kind of a buddy movie of Arthur and Mira, sure. like, going on an adventure. This movie is clearly, you the know, first Arthur and Or do
0: more Romancing the Stone with the two of them and I don't think the two of them have great chemistry. No, her character's very boring. And her character's yes. boring. And James Wan loves Patrick Wilson. Yeah. I understand him just being like, you know what I'd rather make? A movie in which Patrick Wilson and Jason Momoa are fighting. I don't think the sidelining of her feels like any political gesture. But who fucking knows? It certainly isn't like If they wanted to not have her be in this movie at all, it would have been very easy to do that in
1: an edit. Or just kill her off, or just write, like, hey, I have to stay home with the baby. It's offensive, practically, but like, you know, these movies pull that bullshit. Now she's there. The movie's not hiding. tornadoes. Yes. Like, I mean, right? She shoots yes, tornadoes. Yeah, she does <laughs> her shit. Her thing where she, the water turns into stuff. And like, she and Dolph Lundgren are both there. I mean, God bless Dolph Lundgren. I love that yeah. he's in these movies. But, but are both kind of there to be like, we have to do this now. You know, like, they're there to just sort of like give exposition. Which
0: is also sort of what Nicole Kidman does. And she's Nicole in, Kidman. Right, Amber Heard's in the Nicole movie
1: more Kidman, than Nicole.
2: Nicole is committed.
1: She, I agree. God bless her, she is.
2: She is. Her when she eyes. shows
1: up 20 minutes into the movie riding a robot shark, yeah. I was just like, I wasn't even sure if she was still around. And then she's just No, you there. were just like,
0: I guess she's not in <laughs> she's this in the one. Thick of it. And then you're like, she's <laughs> in it like a bunch, but in the same Amber Heard way where like every couple of scenes they just turn to her and she says, like, you don't understand 400 years ago. I just
1: as you said. <laughs> My joke to Joey was that when Tamara Morrison's with the baby, yeah, just alone, yeah. He he's just saying to the baby, like, I'm I'm a fit. I have a whole book. It's on Disney Plus he's Gra- just talking Grandpa about it. Aquaman <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I thought of that during
0: the movie and What's Nicole Grand Aquaman. man um Tom Curry. I was watching this and I was like god Thor Morrison looks so fucking good he like does. he's
1: really yeah. which is kind of my take on him and above uh, Fett. Well, as well this is my <laughs> point
0: I was like he looks so good man why did he get like so kind of like jacked for this movie and then I remembered oh in the 5 years between the first Aquaman and this Aquaman he has an entire arc of people being like, they're bringing him back as Boba, Boba Fett. Ben! And then the Boba Fett series happens and they're like, why did they ruin Boba <laughs> Fett? <laughs> that all happens in the five years when the first movie came out, there had not been a single Star Wars TV show. Are
1: fans ever happy about anything anymore? No. I know they're never happy anyway because like yeah. fans is just a word for complaining also, people. Also, the world is bad. Yeah, the world's kind of bad. But go on. Yeah, As a fan no, of the on. world, I have a lot of complaints. I I look, I've said this before. Yeah, If I I could just uh, say a few things about uh, it. I'm going to do a YouTube video about the world right now. I've got some cinema sins to point out. They need a story
0: group to map out the plan for the world in advance. (laughs) This
1: whole thing of them just freestyling it
0: and making it up as it's going along. Feige is spread too thin on the world. Feige cannot oversee all of the world. At
1: this point it has too many. Stop trying to cast Nicholas Holt. In the, in the next stage stage of the
0: world, you know Bob Iger did a good job running the world for a while, and for about ten years, it was the most successful it's ever been. And at this point, he's chasing his own ghost. He can't recapture oh, the magic. Oh, My goodness. Um, no, I have I have contended for a long time. Uh, you will never do anything that makes Star Wars fans happy. No. It is so clear at this point that basically, from Return of the Jedi on, right, every single thing that Star Wars it, it comes out right. is contentious. And if it's not contentious, it's because it's like the deeper nerd shit that is happening off to the side of like, do you know the Clone Wars got really good in season three? And it's like the public at large is not dealing but the, with that. But that's the whole much.
1: thing that the, those guys are like, you know, what's good Clone Wars. And then they're like, OK, uh, OK, I, we spent eight hundred million dollars, making Clone Wars live action for you with all the right. Do you like it? And the fans are like, mm, eh, not really. And not only that, it's not as good as the cartoon I watched when I was 12. And I'm like, do you just like being 12? Because I can't make you 12 there's no amount of money that can send you back to being twelve. The
0: other part of that is it's not just like Disney came to some conclusion of like, huh, they all love Clone Wars. We should make live action Clone Wars. It was like years of change.org petitions that was let Dave Filoni do everything, bring every character back. Is the guy
2: with the cowboy hat? hat. The cowboy hat hat man? Right. And now they've
0: done that and everyone's like, oh, he's just obsessed with his characters (laughs) that he created. And I'm like, uh, truly, you need to accept that you're not going to be happy with any of this. If they bring the old shit back, you're upset. If they bring new shit in, you're upset. If it's too beholden to the history, you're upset. It's never gonna be as good. Star Wars is an accident. We like a lot of it. (laughs) But part of it is accepting that it's like it's never gonna make you feel the same way as when it was
2: new. Oh,
0: oh god. My god! I think Jesus Ben and I are Christ. both like
2: tapped out. But right it's now. so <laughs> everything
0: we're saying. Is,
2: true. is so because for <laughs> years this is
0: also how we used to end <laughs> every yeah, December. of The podcast with, was us having to deal with Star. Wars. Deal War. with some fucking Star Wars. Right there's some Pavlovian trigger right now in us doing a late December. And episode. instead,
1: it's like we don't have to deal with Star Wars. No, we, we don't. have to deal with Aquaman two, the most inconsequential <laughs> movie. <laughs> Of major media. Yes. Where it's just like, like you say, because my point was like, they put some guts in, they took some guts out, they put some new guts in, they took those guts out. Yeah. At this point, the poor baby, even though, yes, he's just like, I'm just trying to be a tango and cast style buddy comedy with Trident. It's like, it's like, you've been fucked with so much that you're going to seem a little weird. Ben also turns to me and he
0: goes, do you think they're going to hurt the baby? Like the joke of like, uh, ma- imagine if a movie that. dared the baby to do will never be in
1: peril. Right. And right, I said,
0: right. Ben, we'll talk about this tomorrow. The bad faith, like not even bad faith, the weird like fan fiction writing about the making of this movie, like rumor mill shit. When the trailer came out for this, like whatever, three weeks ago, they didn't have any marketing materials for this movie until very late. And the baby was in the trailer, which I didn't think anyone knew about until the trailer. Sure. There became this narrative of the reason the movie went through so many reshoots and got rewritten, pushed back for so long, is that in James Wan's original version, they killed the baby. And in test screenings, people got so upset that they stormed out and they had to fight him to take the baby murder out of the movie and rebuild the entire film. No way. No way. What the fuck are you talking about?
1: I believe in the comics, there is an arc along those lines of Black Manta killing Aquaman's son or something. That must be where they're conjuring this nonsense from. Insane
0: extrapolations. There
1: is no way that DC would allow Black Manta to. (laughs) <laughs> but but not only that, I do <laughs> not I do not believe for a millisecond... I was upset that the baby was even being messed with at all. I was like, leave yeah. this poor baby
4: alone. I, I
0: do not believe for a millisecond that James Wan would have any interest no. in doing that. He is like a consummate showman who likes making films that like put the audience wanna, through the exact
2: emotions he I need to point wants. out that when they kidnapped the baby, yeah. they brought a little toy for him. And
1: he's wrapped up, they he's made got a sweater... Him What's wild is that, like, Manta actually takes pretty good care of him. Manta's yeah. actually not so bad. He's Manta's, like, a pretty good babysitter. Really good at piloting ancient uh, submarines. He's got stunning green eyes. He's gorgeous. It
3: is weird, though, to, like, walk in on your boss talking to himself in the mirror. It's another thing for him to just be, like, grimacing at a baby and then have the door shut. Yeah, that was wild. And Randall Park's just standing there being like, should I
1: quit? <laughs> it's, it's, it's for people who don't see this movie... Randall Park, who played Stephen Shin in, like, one scene of the first Aquaman. He's the post credit scene of he's, him
0: discovering right. Black Manta's body and then being like, maybe let's do some experiments. Let's team up. And in this movie, he has ten versions of the uh, uh, Mitchell and Webb,
1: Are We the Are Bad we the Guys? Baddies. It's yes. like, he's like, I just wanted to see Atlantis and do some research. And Black Manta's like, to be clear with you. Speaking directly to you, my plan is to murder Aquaman and his family right. and poison the world. I'm giving you two options like what's going on right. with this guy? <laughs> I'm giving you
0: two options. Willingly consent to doing war crimes with me or let me murder
2: you. And he's constantly justifying like you like, you made this happen. You're like, no, I just fixed the tech. Right. We have literally a cut to five
1: months later. Black Manta has a fleet of ancient Roman submarines that yes. he's driving around That in. look cool. They Everyone's look, got these matching cool. leather jumpsuits with they're, red they're piping. Everyone jumpsuits. else yeah. is in Black Manta uniforms. Yeah. Steven Shin, like I said, is in his half zip. And like... Literally, there's, like, evil buttons that basically just say, like, death on them, you <laughs> yeah. know, and they will then storm, you know, Atlantis and be, like, shooting things, and Black Mantle will be, like, kill them! Like, fire the weapon. They cut to Black Mantle and, and he goes, and I like Schill's- this, this makes me happy. And Stephen Schill will go, like, ah, okay, I get it. And I'm just, like, just, what are you doing? And... It happens over and over again. Yes. He he walks in on Manta, right, who's like talking to a mirror and seeing a vision of like Sauron, right? You know, going like, kill them all. He like,
0: lets the door close behind him <laughs> as Manta's staring, looking at a baby and licking his lips. <laughs> and
4: then he basically like-
1: Buckman takes out a knife, says, I only take this out and have it taste blood. Yeah. Pray I don't show it to you again. Cuts his chin. Steven's chin, his reaction to that is, I think I should talk to Aquaman, maybe like, right. like he's then finally getting close to like So then when like Aquaman I and should like give someone a heads up about what's going in. on. He's like, freeze with right. a gun,
0: closes doors behind him. He's like, hey, I just had to fake this. Please kidnap me. Let me join you guys. I don't like what's going on here. And they're like, no, we're going to filibuster your character. We're going to knock you
1: out. Yeah, this sucks. <laughs> but yeah. leave
0: you here. <laughs>
1: Right, Arthur's like, no, fuck this guy. Norm's like, no, it's fine, like, whatever. But you
0: think the argument they're having is, do we kill him or do we let him join us? Right. The thing the movie has been, like, belaying for so long, and then they're like, "Neither." neither. Yes, let's just
1: knock you out and move
0: on. So then Orm helps... Manta, but steals the baby at the
1: last second, so the baby's not actually in danger. Well, no, we'll get to no, that in a minute. Well, I'm sorry, Shin. But Shin that, later, yeah. then he finally transmits like a beacon of like, here's where we're going.
2: Right, and he tries. He, he the baby with a bomb. He does
1: right, do that too. Right. There, the Black Manta music.
0: There's this sort of Black Manta theme, which Ben and I were trying to uh, write lyrics to in real time, because there's this sort of don 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 don.
3: And your lyrics, do you remember, Ben? I sure do. Black Manta, he canta.
1: Because
3: yeah, he's failing. And, and he
1: he does not do a good job at anything except for boiling the world's oceans, which he's
0: great at. Right. And he's my line really good at that. was... <laughs>
2: <laughs> he, he did a lot within five months.
0: Yeah. He boils a lot of ocean. Yeah. yeah. He my, has to
2: create all of that infrastructure. They have to get the secret. What was it called? Orc something?
0: Orc, Orcum.
1: Or a uh, 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 no, or a Calcum Look,
2: or a calcum. Well, can I, said. Can
0: I say my song lyric because yes. I was proud of
1: it? Yes, go ahead. So sorry,
0: so Ben. Sorry. Can you like do like sort of what the music sounds
1: <laughs> like? Trident's <laughs> 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 so good it makes you go crazy.
4: Is that it? Griffin? I'm, I'm Anything laughing. else? There? I'm
1: laughing. <laughs> yeah. Again, to be clear, the plot of Aqu- all right. Here's the plot of. Aqu- I'm just going to talk for a second. Okay, Arthur is king of uh, Atlantis. Father to a child, dealing with the toddler problems, but also dealing with the Mitch McConnell of Atlantis, this random lady who, anytime he's like, "Should we like you know work with humans to just heal the Earth?" She's like, "Well, I don't think we agree with that here in Ocean Senate or whatever." So he's getting nothing done. He's bored, and he's he's getting pissed on by his baby. But his baby does have psychic fish powers. Yes, he's so happy that someone else can talk to fish. (laughs) Good news. And, uh, okay, Orm in prison. Uh, Black Manta runs into Steven's shin and finds a black trident yes. under the ice. Well, but the color changes very quickly to green. Tridents are green and
3: makes you go crazy.
1: And when he puts it together, it goes like <laughs> you are now insane. I am the king of insanity and you will be crazy. Right. And He, he uh, sees reflections doesn't really get of this like
0: decaying anymore. Lost Kingdom dead ruler hey. who Ben said geese turd. Yeah, basically. he said he looks like a goose turd.
1: Like, yeah, Yaya Abdul-Mateen is great in both of these movies because he has like automatic presence. Right? He does. Like, and in my opinion, I said this to Marie, I may have said this on the last episode, like Black Manta is one of my all time favorite comic book designs ever. It's so he fucking looks cool. He so cool. And it's like, I give this movie a full star just for being like,
0: we're going to put Black Manta on screen and make him look exactly like that. A design that anyone else would be like,
1: this is too goofy. We cannot the do red eyes. He the looks saucer like a head on the
2: masked singer. I love he it.
1: looks like my boyfriend <laughs> when he's in the suit. <laughs> yes.
2: Wait. I but okay. So you can have Black Manta. I'll take Orm. You can't have. Honestly,
1: both. if look, if I'm getting one of them, I'm coming out. <laughs> well, I'm stuck good. with? Doctor <laughs> Steven Shin. <You> can,
2: <laughs> he's unkillable, Griffin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he does seem bizarrely strong.
2: <laughs> he, he can, can have London. Look good, Griffin. He does.
0: You can I have Martin like, Short. Oh.
2: <laughs> those like
0: big as King fish, fish Martin Short as like space Edward G. Robbins or, or, or deep sea. I'm sorry, aquatic Edward G. Robbins, deep sea Sydney Green Street. Yes, yes.
1: yes. What is
0: this character's name? Kingfish.
1: I mean, I like him. he lives in a, a pirate haven called the Sunken Citadel that's made out of shipwrecks. Yes. Where people drink and carouse and smuggle. He's got a band. A hot was crustacean singing? band, one might say. I like
2: the Lady Fish singing her song.
1: Yeah. Again, very Ma cantina. Yeah. It's yeah. also cool that they're
0: drinking underwater. I agree. Hot crustacean band, you bring up, okay? Over the last five years, we have had Avatar The Way of Water. Yeah. The mm-hmm. two Aquaman movies. Little Mermaid. Well Hold on. And Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, all films that try to use high-level, massive-budget CGI to render extended dialogue scenes underwater... How do you create the visual language of this? How
1: do you have actors act in this? Make it seem like they're floating. Obviously, Avatar does it the best. Yes. But it also, Avatar has the least actual underwater conversation. It's mostly swimming.
0: Sure. And is more caught up in like the real science of the thing, but also is James Cameron making the smart storytelling concessions. Aquaman is like pure fantasy world. Which I love. Wakanda Forever, which I think people gave shit for, but I actually like, is him being like, I'm going to treat this like I put a camera
1: underwater and you can't really see stuff. Right. There are ideas. I think that Wakanda Forever is a really interesting movie. I agree. Especially by the standards of a late Marvel movie at this point. But because so many damn Marvel movies are dark, I I understood why people were just like, I want to see better. Totally. It's just
0: the one where I'm like, he actually has a reason for this. And I do think it's kind of interesting and I sort of like the ultimate effect of it, all that to say, it is inexcusable that The Little Mermaid looks so fucking shitty because these other three movies oh, all God. take different approaches to it, and all three of them work in different ways, and then I was watching fucking live-action Little Mermaid clips, and I just could
1: not believe how bad it looked. It's so I had bad. to
2: turn it off Same. after 10 it's minutes. A, the,
1: some people have defended that movie to me, and I've just been right. like completely confused. I can't. It, like, hurts to watch. I agree. I agree, but... Okay, so Arthur, Orm, Black Manta, we have just covered it over. Yeah, oracalcum just to be clear, is a famous ancient metal that is written about a lot in Roman times by people like Plato, who would also write things like there so, used to be a place called Atlantis, you know. Which I've read. Let's also...
0: <laughs> I, read, I was growing up, I was very interested in Atlantis. Yeah, I of course, read the Plato it's cool. Dialogues. No, it's
1: cool. Um, oh, and this is cool I just make, love that they're using or of course
0: and let's also just be clear that it is a substance that is ejaculated from the oracalc species it is the oracalcum
1: it is the oracalcum he stopped everyone else talking to say that and I also <laughs> remind you that I'm very smart and I read the Plato <laughs> dialogues <laughs> um, so there's this sort of early preambly thing of all of this setup and then it's like five months later mm-hmm. the oceans are boiling Climate change is going wild in America, uh, in the some Earth. Really, you know,
2: bad news anchors are delivering. You know,
1: yes, yeah, of- some like five minutes of work. <laughs> news anchors are like, <laughs> yeah. uh, breaking news. Americans it's
2: rising around the world, real time as we're watching <laughs> yeah. them exactly. Uh-
1: um, and so Arthur decides, like, fuck this. Like, I can never get anything done as a king. The Senate is deadlocked, you know.
2: And the Senate, the... The, 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 the Council
1: the, of whatever. Yeah,
2: but also, like, they had, like, the borders of Atlantis breached for the first time in a hundred generations. Yes,
1: uh, the he's looking for the outcome, There's a big fight, yes, in Atlantis. And so he goes to get Orm. Can I say one Out reason why
0: I think the comedy doesn't work in this movie, aside from me disliking Momoa's, Momoa's whole, whole comedy the thing? Okay, what? There is the weirdness in the setup of this of like most movies like this are like, you know, there is one guy who could help you, but you're not going to like it. Yeah. Yeah, And then it cuts to Momoa being like, no way. Absolutely not. Under no circumstances. I hate that guy. He gets Orm out of prison. Orm's like, fuck you. He's like, I'm not happy about it either. But we have to work here. It does feel like a miscalculation that Aquaman is like, you know who I should get for this Orm? And everyone's like, fucking Orm? No. And he's like, look, I don't like him either, but I want to get him. So their dynamic becomes Orm being like, I hate you, and him being like, I do too, but here you are on the mission, I brought you on too. Yeah. Like, it's a little weird that they're not placed together, that he, in fact, is going behind everyone else's back to pull into the story the guy that he also dislikes. Yeah. And is just kind of being an asshole towards. But yes, he has to work with Orm.
1: I agree with what you're saying, but I do think they have chemistry together. Wilson's doing a lot of the work. He is. But... They are when Wilson's in the movie, it just feels a w- way something. more alive. There's something. That was your take too, Marie. I feel oh like. yeah. yeah.
2: Anytime Orm's on screen, the movie's cooking.
0: Yeah. Or Marius, the Ocean Master.
2: <sighs> so oh God. Okay. I love that. <laughs> We're so
3: stupid. I yeah. love
2: <laughs> I love the shot when they're like sort of explaining what happened in between the five years of Aquaman One and Aquaman 2. You see, sure. like, you know, her giving birth to CG baby in the water. Sure. Um, we see Orm. Shirtless in chains, mm-hmm. underwater, and I was like, "Hell yeah, love it!" And then you know, Orman I, I, looking like Tom Hanks and Castaway. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, he makes the joke. He's like, "Get Wilson, we gotta go."
2: Yeah, and I just like groaned.
1: A catastrophic
0: choice this movie makes is to have a joke where they call out their dynamic being similar to Loki and Thor
1: by name. He, he makes that joke. He says, ask a one second later. I'm like, stop making pop culture. You rats. have to stop. <laughs> you live under the sea. You must stop. <laughs> I, uh, I think
4: this
0: is a good moment to talk about Ben's biggest gripe with the movie. Yes. Let's because it. they start planning the ORM jailbreak, right? Mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman. Her name. Her character's name is Atlantia. Atlant-
2: I- Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs>
0: Like Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta.
2: like how you know, how people say Toronto where they neglect the T. It's like that. But Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah.
0: So she's like, I I've always helped hope that someday you and your brother would figure out a way to have a relationship. I will help you with this mission. Here's your stealth suits. And then she says, I'm sending a sidekick in with you. This is Topo, the septopod. Correct. Right. Cephalopod. Cephalopod. Cephalopod, Sorry. And
2: I thought the octopus was gonna talk.
0: I point to Ben and I go like this. I do the DiCaprio once a time in Hollywood meme. And he's like, what? And I'm like, that's the fucking octopus who played the drums.
2: No, it's not. Yes, it is. It is. So
0: James Wan has made it clear it's that as explicitly the same octopus, because her final thing she says to Momoa is he also plays a lot of instruments. It does say ben that. is now rubbing his hands together. I'm locked in. You've set up that not only does this octopus play the drums, he but can he, play more
1: instruments.
3: Well, not even that. It's now the second movie, so we're gonna get a fucking extended solo. Totally,
1: I would agree. This movie
3: shows us. He it. should be going Arkelung. This on movie this motherfucker. shows us David. <laughs> David, yes. David, yes. Fifty comedy points.
0: <laughs> this movie shows us a different <laughs> hot crustacean band. It does. Topo basically becomes the fifth lead of the film. Yep. He's all over this fucking thing. He does good work.
1: I want to acknowledge... I, I do think we should shout out that he does really good work because Ink is technically. Octopus piss. He, he yeah. uses his ink to distract people at one point. He can squeeze into little holes. His, That's he's fun. Great. He's great. But every 10 minutes Ben is turning to me. He does into a
3: seahorse at
0: one point which is really cool. Sure. Every 10 minutes Ben is turning to me and going, he's going to play the drums now.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> So, with your little cousin being like, when is he getting to the factory? Yeah. Ben is like, when is this guy gonna bang some skins? Where is, is the drum set, set <laughs> and when does Ben's it start? face is getting red. We can, can we get tested this? Ben's actually... Like, like, are we about to, like... Are we gonna get Enter Sandman? Are we gonna
3: get, you know, Tom Sawyer? I'm just this a wasn't drum. a joke. Like, ben is he going playing to get up? into the Tommy Lee rig and start <laughs> spinning? He was so fucking
0: upset. And then the end of the movie, there's a moment where you're like, oh, it feels like it's going to happen now. Film cuts to directed by James Wan. Yeah. Ben is like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. How did they not do it? And I'm like, I don't know, Ben, end credits scene. And he's just like, I don't I
3: don't understand how they
0: didn't fucking it's show him a playing a the drums. It's fucking
3: home run. It's the easiest thing to do. It's it, all the CGI what bullshit like, well, that we had to see.
1: Chinese audiences won't accept octopuses playing instrument. You know, like it turns out some business decision. They cut back to Ormine the Bug Burger. Yeah. Ben's twice as angry as he was before. You I, I, should have been cheering, of then
0: course. Then over the rest of the end credits, they start playing like theme from Aquaman, which is very drum heavy. It is, it is. And I was like, and I, this was irresponsible of you me to do to give him hope. Just,
1: I know what you said. I was like,
0: Ben, maybe what they're setting up is the last thing after the final credit is just one shot of Topo going like, do, 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 And instead, it, it cuts to uh, the atomic monster scene. And Ben, you've had emotionally rot last couple of months. This mm. is the lowest I've seen you be in a very long time. I was bummed. You were sorry. in
1: a I really, really, sorry, really sorry
4: bad place.
3: sorry Topo didn't play the drums for it's you. It's just crazy. It's well, just a
0: crazy he miscalculation. He wasn't doing a bit at all. He was so angry. He's like sitting there and he was like, I don't, do they not understand that's a home run?
1: Okay, so I'm guessing that that means you didn't really like the seahorse riding or like you couldn't really enjoy. Oh, did Ben have a note on the seahorse riding? Go ahead. No,
0: he wasn't not enjoying this stuff in real time because he was holding out hope that at some point know, they would
3: deliver. I know. I know. Ben, your note on the seahorse. This is kind of to like Marie's problem overall with with the you know expanding, getting more into how does this world building work? Because
0: the first movie has seahorses, but not as much as this film starts to set Dolph up.
1: Lundgren does a lot of seahorse riding, but
0: this the movie they introduce uh, Storm Aquaman Steed. Yeah,
3: stables.
1: Sure, sure. Well, again, what a- Ben, your your overall note of a documentary about this is a good one. Because that's what I want. I want David Attenborough's voice calmly taking me through every level of Atlantean society. That's what I want. Ben asked a
0: huge question while we were talking about the seahorses. Do you remember?
4: Remind
3: me.
1: Wet hay? Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, Wilson eating the bugs. Mm -hmm. You know, Arthur makes Orm eat a bug being like, this is what humans eat. Did prompt the question of like, yeah, what do they eat down there? We don't, do we ever really get into that? No. What are they eating under they, the state? They wouldn't eat fish. They're friends with them. They're friends. Maybe they, they do though. I don't know. I mean, they don't eat cheeseburgers. I'll tell you that much. No. Wow. I have no idea. Guess we have to get James Gunn on the phone. Yeah. Aquaman 3, green light it. We need octopus drums. We need wet hay. We need answers on food. Anything else? Uh, No. Okay, fine. You're happy with those I, three I things? I want to see all
0: versions of Batman scenes. I want to see the patents right. and scenes they shot. Yeah,
1: everybody. <laughs> Did Clooney give you five minutes? <laughs> right. But you're just like, where could Have they I, fit I told it? you that when I saw The Flash, uh-huh. I saw an unfinished version of it yes. where the end of the movie was just Ezra Miller saying, Who the, Who fuck, the fuck is fuck this? You? Right or whatever, which is what he says, Who the right? fuck are you? But yeah. then there was no cut to the other side Correct. where it, it's George Clooney. Yes. There was just nobody. And I thought that was a really funny decision because I'm like, there's so many Batmans it could be. Yeah. It's funny. Like, right. that. we don't even see it.
0: And also unclear if the reason they didn't show you the rest of it is because they didn't want that <laughs> to leak out or they hadn't
1: shot I, it I think they hadn't, yeah, decided on who it was actually going to be. And yeah. then, like, the Clooney gag, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of funny because he's like, one of the most forgotten Batman, but like, yeah. you know, I don't know if we need
0: that, but Well, whatever. look, this is my biggest gripe with The Flash is like, you're bringing Michael Keaton back as Batman and you're not bringing in any of the Burton energy. What we have nostalgia for is not just that guy playing Batman, it's that whole
1: world. He's hot as hell in the
0: movie. He books. is hot as hell in the movie and I think he does good work, but I, I also think it kind of misunderstands the value of him as Batman and I think similarly, Scott Garrett in Podcast The Ride, our friend, talked about, like, when Clooney comes in at the end of Flash, you're like, this means nothing. This is not Joel Schumacher Batman. This is George Clooney in an Espresso ad. <laughs> right, this he doesn't even just, look like
4: Batman. Right, right this yes. is
0: just saying, hey, remember
1: that George Clooney once played Batman. That's why I think my version it's unintentionally funny. works I better. Um, look, the important thing is that uh, they fight uh, Black Manta and uh, they liberate him from the uh, fucking... Trident. Look,
0: I don't want to sound like an easy lay, but what happens in the last forty minutes? This morning? I have no idea. I thought a lot of it looked
1: cool. It looks
3: great. The fighting six. is cool, right? The yeah. jetpack on Manta, especially. I love the usage of
1: that. Yeah, I think there's really fun moments. Like yeah, I the think Patrick Wilson. Cool. I think Patrick Wilson <laughs> rescuing. <laughs> Lundgren, yeah. when you think he's gonna go bad for a use, second.
2: he uses the axe. Uses the axe. And, but when oh. he gives
1: the naughty smile and yeah. Marie and I both gasped and I said, Orm, you're so naughty. And then- <laughs> 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 it
2: just literally happened. And then I was like, no, he's gonna do it. He's gonna help. He'll
4: help
1: him. He'll help him. <laughs> Look, I hate to give you
0: credit for anything, but this is why you were right to stand firm on doing an Aquaman episode to end the year. Being able to say Orm 20 minutes Orm. T- Orm. for 20 minutes of a recording Orm. instant
1: cold. Orm, he's so naughty. I liked the beats of the final sequence. Like, I like, it's like, okay, Orm grabs the yeah. the trident. He is then tempted by evil, obviously. Sure. Right? And then Aquaman grabs the trident. He is tempted by his own kind of, like, uh, self-doubt or whatever, yeah. right? and I want, like, he's just, like, his stuff is clean.
0: Right. Like, he makes action that is legible on screen, even when there's yes. a lot of CGI goop in business. I agree.
3: The octopus could have grabbed the trident and then it could have flashed to him playing drums at different times. that would have
0: been good. No, he's an incredibly legible filmmaker in a way that is not faint praise. It's actually kind of like the thing that fewer and fewer people have
1: any ability to do. (laughs) They throw the trident at uh, at Sea Sauron. Yeah. And he catches it. And then Aquaman throws his own trident through the trident. Problem Uh, solved. Trident split. And then the note I liked the best, Uh uh, they are does offer Black Manta help. Mm-hmm. And Black Manta, true to character, I yes. think, is never. like, I will yep. never fucking get it. We have, we have either, a
0: treatment program asshole. for Trident addiction. We have our own Trident Narcan we can prescribe
1: you. And then, yeah, the end of the movie is fucking Arthur being like, introducing himself to the United Nations. And I'm Which, just like, okay. I can't there believe this a, is how this was, ends. I,
2: I don't see a lot of these movies. And sure. by these movies, Black Panther I mean, has the exact
1: same end. Yes. Yeah.
2: I mean, like, it's insane. you <laughs> it's insane. know, major comic sure. book movies. I did see Black Panther.
0: Yeah.
2: And I'm like, this well, is just...
0: Yeah, it's just the same it's fucking... It's literally
2: the movie. same thing. And also, thing. again, it's the, I'm just it's like... we're a secret thing, secret world that has advanced technology that no one knows about, and we should right. share it with the rest of the human world, and then I'm going to make a speech also, at the UN. Why, that's literally also, what happened. This movie was
1: supposed America. to come out before Wakanda Forever. Also, that's true, but also, like, don't they know who he is? He's in the Justice League. Does right. that matter? I mean,
0: but this is all the DC Universe shit where it's just like... It has never clearly been set up what the rest of the world's relationship is to any of this. And in any movie you're watching, what is or isn't canon. <sighs> if
3: Atlantis revealed itself and the guy speaking when he was done went, ha ha, and dropped the mic, yeah. I'd be like, fuck these what people. The it's so fuck? rude. Yeah. Also,
2: was that supposed to be a deliberate reference to Iron Man? I don't know cuz it doesn't Iron Man 1 end with him giving it a press is, conference it, and it oh, goes yes, I am Aquaman yes, or a, I am Iron Man. It's a
1: deliberate reference to Iron yes. Man. It's probably one of the one of the many great bits that Jason Momoa came up with in his great scriptman that I'm sure is so good. It's so good. But like um, this ugh. farewell. That's Bye. what we have to say. Goodbye to Aquaman. I I've enjoyed a lot of my time with you. Goodbye to the DC universe. Okay, let's Thank you all get Marie put for hands this Aquaman up. action figure let's that put I'm not hands up with.
3: and then push down on the handle to flush.
0: Anyway, see you in six months for Joker 2 Falia Duh, an episode that is happening on main feed. We are big blank that. check of 20. I'm already thinking
2: of the bit. Of course. Because like Lady Gaga means so much to me. Not not necessarily as a pop star, but as, as an actress. a movie star. And I am just like so looking forward to seeing what she does with this it's iconic.
0: Then what do you think? It's gonna be such a great episode about uh, us doing a Joker. Joker two uh,
3: Well, from a you know strictly thinking with my producer cap on. Good. Um, hey, it's a, gonna be a, a a very popular movie that a lot of people are yeah. gonna be talking about.
4: People oh,
2: are true. gonna type Joker two into uh, Spotify and. They're gonna find us.
3: Yeah. Yep. So I I think from that standpoint, it's you know strategically makes sense. It's I just uh, I'm, I'm a little worried. On I'm a little worried. You know. You should be.
0: Joker's the pr- clown prince of crime.
1: Uh, the box he laughs at the things
0: that make other people cry.
1: He does. It's crazy. The box office for this, I guess, it seems Aquaman will be a soft number one, but it's gonna have Wonka like kind of right on its tail. Deadline just did not update.
0: The box office productions now are six tickets just. Ben, David, Marie, <laughs> Joey, and Griffin,
1: plus that's, Vaping Lady with the yes, Milk. Yes, Vaping that's, Lady, I was about that's, to say, that's who it. Who snuck
0: into a different theater yeah. after buying a ticket to Wonka.
1: Um, you've got Wonka too. it looks like, Migration, uh, Illuminations, Charming New, Duck oh, movie. People said it's
2: kind of good. Is it good? No,
1: I have not heard that. I've not heard that either. You know what I have heard? That it's bad?
0: I've heard that that movie is 80 minutes long with credits. I love it. And animation credits are not short. They are very long. And I think there's like a 10-minute Despicable Me short before the movie good. that doesn't
1: have the Minions Sounds in Sounds great. Cool. <laughs> it's just a static tour of the house. Yeah. Uh, number four. <laughs> just just taking you around. <laughs> taking you around. Number four. looks like it's going to be anyone but you, uh-huh. which I'm kind of excited to see. I've heard a lot of like a lot of people being like kind of fucked. Kind of some people it. being like, yeah. And, like, I'm hoping you know, that might be a little bit of a, a
0: sleeper just because we need fucking live action, movie star, rom-com. If that movie can make a little profit, I'll be very happy.
1: And I think number five is going to be either Boy in the Heron or Iron Claw. Iron Claw... Um, opening a slightly more limited, but uh, How many has is it has 2,100 on? rather than the sort of, you know. I'm, okay,
2: I'm going to be in Texas 4, for the 000. entire holiday. Oh,
1: you right? have to see it in Texas.
2: I, I'm like, yeah. I, it's going to be perfect.
1: A24 was like, if you want to come to the premiere in Dallas, we'll right. fly you out. And I was like, oh, I don't need to do that. But why? And they're like, because it's fucking yeah. Iron Claw. I mean, like, and, it's like, and it's
2: Dallas and yeah, I'm going to yeah. be in Dallas. Yeah, But I am getting to Dallas one day after it stops playing at the Texas theater. What? No, Which, it, is, the, which is the theater... That uh, they caught Lee Harvey Oswald. Are you, sh- are are you, you sure, sure they
1: haven't just posted next week's times?
2: They did. It's because they. I'm only. I. I'm only in Dallas for like the 29th right. through the first. What are they kicking it fi- off? We the can figure this for. out. Off mic. They're doing like uh, uh Nightmare on Elm Street three Dream Warriors. Well, you good movie. Go That's yeah, awesome. masterpiece. But I really. I mean, I really wanted to see Ironclaw. What's at the this Texas theater called? The Texas Theater. It's where uh, Lee Harvey Oswald saw a movie.
1: It's not a really original name though.
2: Yeah, but Texas it looks cool. Either. Look at it. We'll it's take like, it up
1: with Lee Harvey Oswald yeah. if that's your complaint. David, can I just... Uh, I'm just saying they might add more times. Can I
0: bookmark a DC Universe complaint? And this is one that I know that you and I agree with off mic and I just want to put it on main. Your thing about like, they either have to sacrifice the patents in Batman or fold it into the gun universe, I mean, right?
1: I, I don't care, but I feel like someone's going to care. Like on the business side. I, I agree. Here's my other thing. I just think, and it's like a a,
0: a kill your babies thing in a way that James Wan would never do as a filmmaker. I think Gunn being like, and I'm selectively putting some of my Peacemaker characters into this new universe is a really bad idea. I think if the whole thing is like, we need to wipe the table clean, especially now that he's definitively been like, I guess we're not bringing any of these characters over. Yes. I guess Blue Beetle's not coming no, back. fuck that. I'm like, yeah. I know it's your show and you like it and people like it and people like these castings and whatever and as much as it feels stupid to drop Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, it's like, you need fresh start I on agree. fucking Just everything. Reset.
1: Yeah. No. Stop fooling yourself into thinking, whatever. You know what though? I don't care. Go do whatever you That's want. That's sort of how we got into this mess. Go so poop in a like, bucket for all I
2: care. Well, Just Show me girl, that. piss in Aquaman's mouth. Yeah. Which it happens. A couple of times. Um, James Gunn, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, we're sorry, but also if you would like to make a Batmite movie. Let me play Batmite. Let please. Griffin play Batmite.
0: Please let me play Batmite.
4: There were um, the two comic characters I Superman wanna play,
0: movie. and I've put them on the board and people know where to find me.
1: I think he's a good director, and I tend to like his movies, and I'm excited for yeah, him I to make a Suicide Superman movie. movie. Yeah.
0: So the that's Suicide Squad.
1: The how I feel. I like comic books. If this goes back to there's two comic book movies a year and I get to enjoy them, that's fine by me. Yeah, but I also think like it is fascinating that DC has nothing next year and
0: Marvel has one movie.
1: Yeah, well, it's the, the movie, Griffin. Deadpool you know 3. Is? Deadpool
0: 3. And he knows. He knows. Do you think he's going to make a joke about him being the only Marvel movie on the slate that year? Oh, my God.
1: Uh, Happy Christmas, everybody. (laughs) Is Deadpool going to make jokes (laughs) about Captain America getting pushed to 25? Ben... Happy Christmas. Thank you. And this, happy holidays.
2: Yeah, this episode's coming out after Christmas, though.
1: I don't care. <laughs> happy New Year. Happy
2: New Year. Is
0: Deadpool going to be a guest on our Folly Adder episode and be like, huh, no Deadpool 3 episode.
1: Interesting. Yeah, let's let's um, get in touch with okay. Brian's people. Can I people. ask
2: one quick question of everyone before yeah. we wrap up?
1: Yes, but I am hungry and I need to apparently go pick up a grill. Okay? Yeah, I, <laughs> need, I
2: need to go and clean my apartment before my mom comes over later tonight. Um, I will brag. Uh, what was your favorite movie-going experience of 2023? Oh, that's a great Not question. necessarily movie. Do you have an answer?
1: Yeah. I understand. I want to hear your answer first.
2: Um, I think it was, I mean, I had a lot of great times at the movies this year, but uh, my divorced parents taking me to see Barbie mm. opening weekend while we all wore pink was a very special thing for me.
1: That is nice.
2: Really brought me back to feeling like a kid. Like feeling
1: like a kid again, right. In a good way.
2: And uh, I thought the whole Barbenheimer weekend was was like a really fun thing. It was
1: a great time. I had to see those movies on the same day and I was like a little ragged. But it was also kind of crazy and fun to do that. It
2: was fun. And just to see people be excited to go to the movies was, you know, it was just really nice. Mm Mm-hmm. And I had a good time when we went to see Oppenheimer. Griffin. We had a good
0: time with that. We had a great time with Mission Impossible.
1: Yeah. That was one of the better cinema experiences I've had. Like yeah. sitting near the front row our seats rumbling like crazy. And I was seeing it the second time in a row. Well, I didn't see it with you guys then. That was also really fucking fun. fun. I mean, my favorite movie-going experience of the year is that I saw Killers of the Flower Moon at Sekelia, which is Martin Scorsese's private office,
4: alone in
1: his screening room, sitting in an armchair with a blanket next to a table that had four pairs of Scorsese glasses on it. Look, um, it's it, pretty cool. It's probably a thing that will come up in our uh,
0: Blanky's Awards episode three months from now. I cried for the entire second half of Fallen Leaves, which sort of felt like the most profound movie going experience I had this year. I'm glad you felt so good about it because it's yeah, the best. It rolls.
2: I, I can't wait to see it. I
0: do think the hottest movie going experience I had this year, a friend of the podcast Orlando Oli and I went to see Magic Mike's Last Dance at the Al- Alamo Draft House, where they handed out fake dollar bills you could throw at the screen, and we got one. cocktails, and I think that movie's a masterpiece, and everyone hates it. And I had one I screening where everyone it? was like totally in on the energy of that film. That felt like the best kind of like communal.
1: It's always good to I've have heard. right that that just a perfect crowd for. Yep. That movie rules.
2: What was your favorite?
3: Well, I'm trying to remember a movie I went to see with my girlfriend because I feel like I should be shouting that experience out. She's, yeah. She's the best. She's a great person. She's the best. I can't think of it. So whatever. I'm just going to say I enjoyed i Aquaman 2 last night. Spider-Man across Spider-Verse. That was a big one. I felt like a kid again or
0: I something. I will say I yeah. saw that at the Williamsburg Cinema opening weekend. And that movie makes a lot of very specific New York jokes and Brooklyn jokes. And every time it did, it was as Popped. if like... The yes. fucking boss made a jersey call out like at on stage at like the MetLife Arena or something. Like the house was just so into like, yeah, Miles Morales is
1: our guy. I'm trying to think of other really, because like I see so many of my movies and screenings, which is a great privilege I get to have, but then you sometimes will lack the like, Yeah. what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, he listened to him go, mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but like Dungeons and Dragons, I saw by myself on a random like, Saturday And I
0: was in the same theater as you and we only figured it out after the
1: fact. <laughs> at the Regal Essex. <laughs> I was and in the like, second
0: row. You were in the second to last row. We realized we had been at the same showing.
1: I was just like vibrating out of my seat. We didn't, happens. by the way, like run into each nope. other nope. afterwards. We just, like I an just hour like, like, later. I saw it. And, and I was like,
0: like I, I saw it. it too. Where did you right. see it? What time? Which screen number? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and Marie's um, yelling at us like, you guys didn't realize? Yeah. Anyway. Just, you know. Uh,
2: we had a fun time when we saw No Hard Feelings because that was at the end of our like. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy celebrity day that we had, Griffin. We had
0: a fun. We, we had, had a, a fun really day. fun day.
2: Um, yeah, I don't know. The movies are back. They the are. are they're great, back as hell. A great year. For I mean, it is a American great year. popular cinema. Like, yeah, it's this it
1: year where it's actually been so stress. I'm realizing how much stress the lists have made because it's like, am I supposed to ignore like the ten to fifteen? juggernaut filmmakers all releasing something really interesting yeah. this year.
4: You
0: had written up a 10 that like my acknowledged all 10 and then you sent to your editor like, like should I just like fucking freestyle and not feel the need to like hit all the big notes and did a list that was kind of half and I, half. I, I
1: called it my mullet list because it was serious up front and silly in the back because like the top four was like Oppenheimer, Flower Moon, Boy in the Hair and Asteroid City. Sure. And then I tried to just put other things that I found interesting or fun at the back half of it, and while then in the article, also saying like, but by the way, like Fincher, Mann, Haynes, yeah, you know all the, you know, a Payne, all these guys I love made movies I thought were great. Like, yeah. you know, there's a lot of big movies. Coppola, this year. Soderbergh, it's Coppola, Soderbergh, fucking, um, uh, I can keep going. You know, Mission Impossible, like whatever. I, Zone of Interest, yeah. like you know, a lot of- it,
2: it was a great year. I think we're gonna have a good Oscars. I hope so. I hope so. Um, and I think it's also been a great year for Blank Check.
1: Well, yeah, it has. Yeah, no, it has. It really has. It's been a great year for. David was really talking us up over text the other day. I was just like, we fucking did Buster Keaton. Like that's something we couldn't have done years ago. Yeah, that went well. You know, and then, but then, like they throw us a meatball, like Fincher over the plate, and we smash it into the yeah. Parkin. that was
0: like not something we expected people to vote for, and I think it was really fun. Yeah. Boyle's a guy you've wanted to do forever. Exactly,
1: like, what a blast! Yeah. yeah,
2: it was just it was a great anyway. So I next overall, year,
0: good
1: get ready from for our slop. Blank Check Soulmakers. Yeah, we we next year, phoning it in. Woo! You are going to get dot matrix ass faxes of Naughty this number nine for blank check.
2: Every episode is going to be under 90 minutes.
1: Oh, yeah. be still in my heart. How long is this one? It's long. We're cutting out <laughs> a bunch, but how long is it?
3: Yeah, give or take uh, some cuts here and there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say we're still in the three hour range. What? Well,
2: take giving, us out. We're giving the people a, a meal.
3: Yeah. Bonk 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 man. Bonk
2: this is Bonk a, Bonk a final
0: Bonk Bonk Christmas feast because of course, no, this is the episode coming out after the one week off. Yep. Yep. And then next week, Ferrari. Yep. With Bill
1: Good. That's a great episode. Week, week after, after that,
2: Streisand
1: Week after that, we begin our four episode Barbara Streisand miniseries. Let's just say with Rachel Zegler because you already basically put Rachel the Rachel Zegler together. is on the first episode. Star is Born. A Star is Born. A star is born. Well, just a, what a match. What I mean, me watching West Side Story. I said A Star is Born. I mean, oh, Rachel I get Zegler. what you're saying. Get it? Yes. So did I. Also,
0: you know who came into the studio with her? her another boyfriend? spoiler? Her, no. Oh. Her puppy. Named? Lenny. Lenny. After, after Leonard, Leonard, Leonard Bernstein. Bernstein.
2: Get out.
0: Oh, so it's God. our second dog episode of Blank Check.
2: Oh, my God. After Earl
0: Hines, Miss Lani. Yep. And he's another great dog a great tradition. These are, these are things to look forward to in 24. Yep.
1: True. Take us out. I need to eat pizza or I, something.
0: I need to eat very badly. Thank you all for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you to our... Associate producer, Marie Barty Salinas. You're welcome. Thank you to AJ McKeon, Alex Barron for our editing. Joe Bowen, Pat Rounds for our artwork. JJ Burst for our research. My brain is shutting down in real time. Lane Montgomery for our theme song. You can go to BlankCheckPod.com for links to some real nerdy shit, including blankcheck special features. Patreon, where we do commentaries on film series. Love Guru coming up January 1st. Normal! Pitching the Walk just happened, if you haven't heard that. And then coming up in 2024, Terminator. Terminator franchise, plus Dry Sand Mall. Yep. Terminator 2 3D, bunch of wild shit happened. Yep, yep, yep. And as always,
4: Orm Marius, formerly the Ocean Master.